And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. Five minute freak! Ah, no way! F-R-E-A-K! I'm grabbing the executive producer gavel here. We should get this underway because okay. I don't know how. Is that, a ga- is that the gavel gaveling? That's the gavel gaveling, or my, my wow! Ash it doesn't can. have a lot of. He- it doesn't sound like it has a lot of. He- it sounds like one of those little hammers that you hit, like joke hammers that you hit people on the head with. The, like, it is. It's even it's- sadder than that. It's a, it's a laser light pen uh, against a coffee can. So. Oh, <laughs> You guys don't have a gavel in all your travels? Uh, I do not have a gavel, no. God damn it, I pride myself in almost being able to say yes, I do have that, and I don't. I could go get a mortar and pestle right now if you needed one. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, and welcome to another 5-Minute Freak on the Two True Freaks Network, right? That's where we're still at, I think. Correct. I'm Scott 2.0, Scott McGregor. Um... Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. But we're going to be doing a five-minute freak roundtable panel discussion, as we are wont to do on this network, of uh, the new Suicide Squad movie that just came out, um, attempting to further the DC Extended Universe in the movies. Uh, And joined with uh, quite a diverse uh, cast tonight, we've got uh, Chris Honeywell, uh, original freak himself. Hello. Mr. Sean Foster, who has done a few things on our network. Um, Sean, I'm going to let you go ahead and explain what you've been on for Two True Freaks. Uh, I, 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 well, I, it's been a while. Um, I was on to discuss when Captain America the First Avenger came out. It's part of that big, like, 12-person discussion. Um, also helped out on some of the uh, shows they did when Return, they were when uh, Star Wars Monthly Monday was uh, covering uh, Return of the Jedi. Nice. Uh, I've, I've been quiet, so... <laughs> But I'm happy to be here. Well, be quiet no longer, man. Right. <laughs> uh, Beth Hughes is the next one on my little screen here. So, hello, Beth. Beth has uh, been doing some, well, she does the Fear of the Walking Dead recaps with me and her husband, Brian. And she did a great turn plug of the uh, Preacher finale, a season finale recap we did a little while ago. So, hello, Beth. Hello. Hi, Puddin. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and next we'll go to Puddin. Uh, Brian Hughes. Also does uh, Fear the Walking Dead with me and does um, John Byrne. Why? I can't ever remember the title of your podcast. Third Third Degree Degree Burn. Burn. That's it. Yes. Hello, hello. (laughs) Also on the Preacher cast and did a great job for the uh, season finale for us. Thanks for that. Thank you. And longtime staple of the network here, Jason Giaconetti, uh, owner and operator of uh, Babes, Bugs, and Bots. Did I get that right? Bots, bugs, and babes. Bots, you know, any any order you really want to put. Yeah, a lot of bees in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome, Jason. I've done a, quite a few with him. I think you've been on a no councils with me, or you've definitely done a couple roundtables with me. So. Yeah, well, I was, and I'm on the vault too. Yeah, vault. That's where that's where you normally hear me. You know, using a lot of vulgar. Boys. Yep. 
Well, it's funny because on the vault, I'm very, very vulgar, and on bots, bugs, and babes, there's no cuss words, so it's just very different. So, well, uh, any podcast that I produce is, is of vulgarity is almost encouraged. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> we know. Are you kidding me? I was on the Star Wars one. I know we can swear. We're good. <laughs> I, I have a question for Beth and Brian. Are you guys in the same house but different rooms? Or are you side by side? Same house, different rooms. We're in different rooms. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've got a bringing I've got a people desk together a, and an office them apart at the back of the house. <laughs> yeah, and she's actually in the bedroom on the laptop, just laying there with the headset and. It uh, and, and then Christopher's up in the front living room watching whatever's on the PlayStation. Scott two point oh and I are probably seventy five feet apart. <laughs> yeah, in yeah. different buildings. But it's, it's better. You don't have to. I'm looking at you. I don't have to share a mic. Now, are you guys using this? Are you guys using the same uh, broadband over wireless or? Nope. No. Nope. nope. He's at his house. I'm at my house. We're using mine because mine's a little bit stronger, yeah, possibly. It's hard to tell. Gotten some weird drops and stuff when I've hosted more than three or four people. But. All right, we're talking about Suicide Squad. Um, any volunteers to go first? Uh, we'll do the the standard little kind of five minute uh, review, um, kind of you know the quick thumbs up, thumbs down thing, um, you know, and standout moments, whatever you want to do in about five minutes, and then we'll jump into the meat of things and. Uh, I really don't know what any of y'all think other than uh, Chris, so th- this is going to be cool to see. Yeah, we've uh, had a few car rides to dis- yeah, discuss it. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where everyone comes down on this, because obviously uh, the the predecessor to this one, Batman vs. Superman, very mm-hmm. uh, hotly contested property. Uh, you either kind of loved it or you hated it. Um, I've yet to see it. Yeah, oh, wow, okay. Interesting. <laughs> even, a, even a better perspective than seeing this before that. That's, that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in the Scott Point One camp. I'm <laughs> not giving money to those movies. Yeah, cool. yeah, luckily, it doesn't really... It doesn't really... No, it really doesn't. Does, I don't know. <laughs> no, it really... It actually, um, if, if you don't mind, I, I can go first. Cause yeah, it's go for it. Okay, roll it, man. Yep. Um, I think this movie might have worked better if it come out after Man of Steel. And before Batman v Superman, because it was some of the paranoia that's in there, would make more sense. I like that idea. Yeah, actually, it would have been really good to have that be the introduction to Batman. Yeah, yeah um, because in a lot of ways, this, uh, in a lot of ways, half the villains in the movie are Batman villains, whether by originality or simply he collected them. Because yeah. um, you've got Deadshot, Harley Quinn, uh, Killer Croc, all Batman villains. Um, then you have Katana. Uh, wow, not a villain, but associated with Batman. This is literally, it's like, here's a backdoor pilot for a Batman series, sort of, almost. Um, but, I mean, I didn't, sort of sum it up, I didn't hate the movie. I didn't dislike it. I thought it was good in parts, uh, but it is deeply flawed. There, are, there were a lot of things after I sat down and thought about it that went didn't make sense to me. Um, but... Uh, kind of standout performances was I thought Viola Davis was absolutely magnificent in Amanda Waller. She nailed the character. She completely sold me that this person would do anything to get leverage on someone to get done what she needed to get done. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> uh, like I said, uh, overall, I didn't hate it. I thought it was fun in points, and but it kind of falls apart 
when you get to the third act. And um, I think a lot of potential was left on the table. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. sounds good. We'll go right around our little clockwise picture here again and go to Beth Hughes. I actually liked the movie. There were some parts that went kind of slow, but other than that, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, as far as the actors are concerned, um, I thought Will Smith did a real respectable job this time around in, in this particular movie. Uh, he made me buy that he was dead shot. I loved uh, Mar- Margaret Robbie as Harley Quinn. I, I think she did the character justice, definitely. And um, I, I'm not quite sure what... Uh, was that a sun god? Is that what he was? Uh, Jay Hernandez, who played Diablo? I think so. I think he was supposed to be like looking like an Aztec god at the end, but I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah a little vague a, on that, but it. Yeah. Cool. He I mean, looked very Aztec god like, yeah. though. Yeah. Awesome. I, it was awesome. I thought his character just oh. looked badass on the, yeah. on the CGI part of it. I really, really just love that. It could be my Hispanic heritage, but I just really loved it a lot. No, yeah. What do you mean, no? You telling me no? No, 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 no. I know, I know, I enjoyed it. All right, now let's, let's, let's go around. We'll break out the, the boxing gloves a little later. I think we're going to beat them tonight. <laughs> Good Did I shit out of you? Did I, huh? I'm fine, I'm fine. Okay. The, wait, the, the problem is that if, if so you're Beth up, gets Jason, mad, so take if, it. Well, I'm, no, I'm just saying if Beth gets mad at, at, at her husband, walks down the hall, like, should you shut up? And you're going to hear her yelling at his mic and smacking him. Oh, I don't know. No, just, <laughs> that's that's, that's when you know tr- real trouble's be- brewing <laughs> yeah. when she shows Collect- up at his yeah. mic. She's like, He's on, she's on my mic. Get off my mic. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. Well, my, money's <laughs> on, <laughs> my money's on poison ivy. And it's probably more mic. like get off my jock, but okay. Whoa. <laughs> Oh boy! So, um, yeah. All right. So I actually like the movie a lot. Um, I have very little. Um, it, for those who, who don't know this, I, I'm not a big comic book guy. Um, just like when I was on the Star Wars one, I'm not a big Star Wars guy. I like, you know, I'm horror movies and wrestling and stuff. And I'm not that I didn't read comics. I'm a DC fan, um, but I'm not like it wasn't like I knew every one of these characters super in depth. Um, obviously, I know who Harley Quinn is. I know who Deadshot is and stuff like that. Um, but I liked a lot. I liked a lot of in the movie. There was again. There's always things that are uh, you can kind of pick apart that you know aren't 100% on in a movie. But I thought um, Will Smith was really good as Deadshot. I think uh, especially the scenes where they show him with his daughter, like it kind of sells you, like you know he's you know showing you that he you know uh, like there's someone behind that. Uh, Margaret Robbie was in, was actually insane as Harley Quinn. She, I mean that. The going in and out of like the different voices and like the show that she's clearly clearly being insane, um, you know. Viola Davis was good. Uh, the what do you call? I, I know. Um, Jimmy Jay Hernandez was outstanding as Diablo. I thought that was a great. Uh, Diablo is not somebody that necessarily you see a whole lot of in the DCU, but he definitely is a character you you kind of you know you know you really felt for him and stuff. Um, the uh, what's his name? I mean. Well, let's start with Jared Leto as the Joker. I know a lot of people have been very negative about it. I thought his take on the Joker was different enough from stuff we've seen 
Um, you know, even to the fact that, you know, I mean, it's, there's no makeup on his face that extends his mouth into a smile. It's on his hand. It just is different. It's just weird stuff out there. It was a little, everything seemed different. It's this different take. Um, and you know, and I'm, I'm coming in at this. I mean, I actually, I liked Man of Steel. I liked Dawn of Justice and I might be in the minority on those things, but I liked both those movies. Um, and I thought this was, it fit well. I liked the stuff it set up. I liked that it was completely in continuity where we obviously, you know, Superman's dead. That's what you start with. They remember T-shirts as she's walking into the restaurant. Um, and I also thought that, what do you call, in the beginning, the little um, little dossiers on each one of them, you know, the little, uh, um, in the beginning, when Amanda Waller's just talking there, I thought those were really good. Like, I think... As, as someone who's not a, 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 you know, as deep into the comic books as some people, I think those little pieces there, the little like backgrounds on each one of them, were really interesting, like little snippets for somebody who maybe didn't know who Deadshot was or wasn't 100% sure who on whoever they were. And they were good because my, my wife who's sitting next to me, uh, who has never probably read, she maybe has read five comic books her entire life, and I bet most of them – you know, were not DC or Marvel or whatever. They were probably were like, you know, Disney princess kind of stuff with my daughter. She like that. She like, oh, okay. I know who that is. Oh, okay. I understand. Like, you don't need to know them all, you know, you know, deeply to kind of get what's going on. And I thought that was good. I, there's definitely stuff. I can tell you now, there's definitely stuff we know is on the cutting room floor that might add more into different parts of the story. So, uh, Mr. Hughes, Brian, go for it. Okay. Well, you know, I really enjoyed the movie, had a great time in it. I had my complaints, and uh, I had the things that I really liked. Uh, you guys have covered a lot, of, a lot of the good things. As far as the Joker goes, I actually like this take on the Joker uh, better, than, definitely better than Heath Ledger's. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I found this to be more of a Joker and take than words. Heath Ledger's was. I thought that was such a depart- departure. Um the one, the one thing that that did bug me was uh, Colonel Flag. Uh, he seemed more like um, the uh, bad guy in Forty Eight Hours. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, he, like, like he was just waiting for his next shot of heroin. It, it was looking kind of rough in a couple scenes. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, he, yeah. He, he he didn't seem like the military kind of guy to me. He seemed more like. You know, like I said, like like a criminal that was on heroin looking for his next shot. I mean, like, he always had that like sweaty that. look. Seemed... Castle and the Avengers, the Frank. Or... No, he seemed more like the guy that you would take with you to go fight aliens. <laughs> on the Aliens movie, like he'd be on that crew. Who is the guy? Who... He'd be the first one to die off. <laughs> Who's the guy? Who's the guy in the Purge movies, Scott? Oh, uh, Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo. I want to keep on yeah. calling Frank Crack Castle because he's yeah. He, but he's probably like ten years younger Frostbox. than Frank Grillo. But, yeah, he looks, but he looks like as... yeah. Flag looks like Frank Grillo in the Avengers. That character, you know, yeah, the, the kind of like yeah. yeah, probably sh- he he does look a little cracked out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I would I would have liked to see more of what they were doing with. Uh, Captain Boomerang, Jay Courtney, because oh, yeah. this is the first time I've seen him in a movie that I actually liked the character he played. Yeah. Well, um, they probably, sh- I think they should have made him, I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, go ahead. they should have made him like the character that you would have thought just would have been in the background. They could have made him the standout character in this and justified why you have all these super-powered 
extremely skilled guys and you got a guy with boomerang. Yeah. You know, so like it's if they really like built Hawkeye up this character, he could have been the fa- yeah, he could have been a favorite from this, you know. But there was a whole bunch of his stuff cut though. I'm yeah. sure. That's yeah. The, yeah. yeah. That we know the the but the stuff that was cut, and I'm again I'm not trying to jump in here, but the stuff that there's a ton of stuff cut and a bunch of the stuff that was cut was they um in the first few testings they did um, it was very like sexist and like he was very demeaning to Harley, which is why like Harley eventually the whole thing Harley starts taking a liking to everyone except him. She just hates him, and the stuff they in some of his flashback was very demeaning towards women. And they were like, "Well, we don't want to," you know. They they cut all that stuff out. It didn't test well. So I'm I'm not saying that necessarily they had made him a much better character in any of the stuff they cut, but there was a lot of him yeah. cut out. So he, you know, it's like, just like Killer Croc. There was like a whole big stuff on Killer Croc, and they're like, "Well, he's not that big a character in the movie. Let's cut that part out." It's, and it again, cut it down to the two hours or two hours yeah. and one minute running time. You know, so sorry. Yeah, just want to throw that out there. But you know, you know that's it, the one it, thing that did bother me though, is that while you're saying that they cut a lot of that uh, that out in order mm-hmm. to avoid, uh, you know, hurting women's feelings, they sure didn't have a damn problem with allowing a woman to be hit in this particular movie, you know, so, or, you know, the way that they talk to a woman. So, you know, if you're going to do it, just commit, just go ahead and commit that. that, That's my take on that. I guess there was also, there's, I've also read that, um, you make me bring out the gavel again. Okay. (laughs) 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 Brian, was there anything else? (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, you know, it's it I was sitting there thinking back on the characters and like Deadshot. The only thing I really know Deadshot from was the Legends miniseries and the appearances that he had in the Bwahaha Justice League and the the uh, Suicide Squad crossover. Cuz I didn't really read the the Luke, the Ostrander McDonald Suicide Squad back then and I definitely didn't read it later. And so, you know, I knew of him as having some sort of mental block against shooting Batman and didn't understand it. But I think they even tried to put a little bit of that into the backstory on Deadshot. So I thought that was interesting, having something to do with his daughter, obviously. Yeah. So I I liked how they handled that. I'd never, uh, aside from Mad Love, which I'd seen years ago, I don't think I've seen anything else with Harley Quinn in it other than the Arkham games that my son plays. Mm And, um, you know, the, the other characters, I'd never read anything that had Killer Croc in it, but I knew of them. Uh, you know, and, and Captain Boomerang is the one I knew the most, basically because I read so much Flash yeah. when I was younger. And, of course, he was a big part of the original Legends miniseries uh, that introduced well, the Suicide Squad originally. You did see her. She was introduced and then there, there was the Katana Wall from Street. The, oh, yeah. Saw lots of her. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, actually, I'll, I'll wrap this up. We'll let you go next. Well, um, I was looking forward to this because I'm. It's what was one of those things. I'm not invested in a lot of the care. I don't know a lot about a lot of the characters, and I thought this one looks to be subject matter that would fit the sort of darker DC universe sort of better than Superman. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I was thinking, okay, it looks like there might be some humor in it. It looks like it might be fun. Yeah. And um, it, I I can't say it was a bad movie. It, it doesn't 
trigger the same thing. I'll, I'll say it was a bad movie, but go well, on. We'll, we'll get to you. We'll get to you. Yeah. I'm I'm going I'm to take more of the role of the the post-mortem, you know, the, the examiner who comes in and uh, to the morgue and gives it a little post-mortem because it's not that I didn't enjoy the parts of the movie or like or I was sitting through it like uh um it's it's not a Zack Snyder joint where I was going like oh man this might be okay if there was an actual mind in in charge you know artistic mind in charge with it there was obviously something going on with it you know artistically and directorially and it was done by a real director but man, the studio had its way with it, yeah. and I'm not going to get into it in my five minutes here, but I will later on into some of the technical things that were going on with this movie. But um, those were a distraction, and what I see is what could what very possibly could have been a really neat um, sort of unusual movie, but um, unless we see some sort of like radically different director's cut. You know, we'll never we'll never know. You know, what I was watching was sort of I would be like, okay, this is a good sequence, and and it was I was all watching it in the context of what I think it was supposed to be or what it could have been. So I mean, I think the cast is is was really good. Um, Viola da- Davis was right on the just icy cold evil. Will Smith was just doing what Will Smith usually does. It was even a little dialed back, but it was, it was fine. I mean, it was a good cast. The script wasn't so bad as it as it as it was presented. Um, there was some interesting directorial things going on, but I can't really tell what was happening because of. I know I I, I as somebody who's done a lot of video editing. I could see what was going on there and it seems to have been done in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. And uh without without a lot of thought or with too much thought or something, but it, it it's, it's kinda of mess it's it's <laughs> kinda of messed up technically. And uh and you know, instead of aiming the problems at the artistic um aspect, I'm I'm aiming any problem I'm blame dropping any blame for problems at this movie right at the feet of Warner Brothers executives at Warner Brothers trying to second guess the internets and and being like oh we need Deadpool meets Guardians of the Galaxy and that which would fit with this subject matter but I don't think that's where the director was going with it and and if you're going to get a director who does their own style of movies and has a style why get why get them if you're not going to let them do what they want to do you know and then you know I, I i know why because they've been burned a few times but then you know they keep giving Zack Snyder new movies so i can't feel too sorry for him so it's you know i i wouldn't not rec- i wouldn't say i didn't don't recommend the movie it would be a it would be a a fun time at at, at a matinee it's just I think it could have been it may have been a really a lot better movie <laughs> we may never know yeah I'm going to almost mirror those comments because I didn't hate it either I liked probably 50-60% of it which is better than the 25-35ish to 35-ish percent I liked of Batman vs. Superman I guess if we're going to 
compare the two, and I guess I have to if I've seen both. But, yeah, it was a really good action movie trying to get out from under a bunch of studio crap. And it's a shame because I really liked some of this director's previous work. End of Watch was, he does a lot of, you know, he wrote a lot of cop dramas. He wrote Training Day, did a pretty serviceable war movie called Fury. And End of Watch is a really great cop drama and some really cool visual stuff going on in it. Um, So I was excited when they gave this guy the job. Um, And, yeah, I think if they had just kind of let him make the movie he wanted to, and this is the story in so many films that, you know, it would have come out a lot better. And I, I watched it a second time, and strangely enough, I think I actually like the second and third act better than I do the first, <laughs> which is unusual because it's usually the third act that it falls apart. The first you. act is the one that's the most rife with uh, studio fuckery. Literally the, probably the worst use of commercial music I've ever seen in a movie. Um, and it didn't even start out that bad, but they just didn't know when to shut it off. I mean, coming in with, uh, you know, Animals, House of the Rising Sun, the, the prison they were at in New Orleans, that works for me. Even some of the individual songs. But then we get to, like, Fortunate Son for Killer Croc, and I'm not sure how you tie that one together unless because, there was some backstory because, where he was a veteran that sent to Vietnam. But No, because Creighton's <laughs> Clearwater Revival is Swamp Rock. R- right, but... You know, it's the wrong Swamp Rock song to use for him. <laughs> they should have had Amos Moses. <laughs> yeah, Born on the Bayou. Go with that. You know, it's, it's but they can't. They use that for Swamp Thing. Yeah. yeah well, oh, okay. Yeah. Every song was just completely on the nose. It wasn't... There was... They weren't... Those songs were not picked out because... Like, when you see a Quentin Tarantino movie, he takes the mood of the song or something in the lyrics or something about it Right is evocative to the to what's going on on screen. Right, this was obviously some idiot with a list of and and all those songs. I'll bet you are like right on the top of the list of the easiest songs to get the rights to. Oh, sure, yeah. And they're they're right on the nose. Somebody didn't. Somebody was picking them by title and stuff rather than what the actual songs. Well, or, no, like. even by or content about. though, because Come Baby Come, they were playing when Harley was in the. Uh, the elevator, yeah, because it's got a you know a line that says "better, better, better, better swing" in it. Right, right. So it's like, ah, we got. You. And yeah, I see what you did there. It's on the nose, and the songs are really trite. They're not, you know, yeah. they did a- a- everything but break out. Boom! I feel good. Yeah. When something good happened. Yeah, and I mean, they played. They played "Spirit in the Sky," huh? Not yeah. Kind of guardians at all. It's, no. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. And yeah, and. It took and me out of it, te- and I was able well, to technically, start. Technically, also, you don't, and this is something I do in podcasts every fucking day. <laughs> when you put a song on there, and you have dialogue, you put the. If you're really doing it with a movie, you get the whole basic, all the elements of the song, and you strip the people singing out when you when you have to, so you can understand what the goddamn characters are saying right, yeah. on screen. Yeah. This they just flapped. The mix down there, and they had rap. They had Eminem going over dialogue right, so at one it, point. It would, like, it would garble you... your brain oh, trying to figure out what the characters were saying over the lyric. Your brain's try wants to follow the lyrics with a beat, right? But you have characters saying stuff that has something to do with the story. So you're trying to, and it's just a lazy mix. Except when Will Smith comes on the screen, 
And then the, yeah, then they drop it right yeah. down because he's Will Smith, and it's just like the he most hurried, be that. Yeah, he's... <laughs> the most hurried job ever of putting that stuff on there. I it's, thought it was a funny scene where it was he was getting his tryout, you know, with the guns, and he and then you know they they were all impressed by his marksmanship, so he's like, you know, it was kind of almost a callback to to Men in Black too. It's like, all right, you see the skills, you know, this is what it costs you. <laughs> And it's like this is probably this is how his negotiation for the part went. <laughs> he sat down with the producers, oh, and he was yeah. like, "I'm Will Smith. This is what I'm going to need for this for me to be in your movie." Yeah, I'm going to need to have a kid that I really care about. Yeah, and you have to see me with them being you know, very, very good father. I, I will wear the mask for twenty percent of the movie, maybe okay, fifteen to twenty percent of the movie. That's not even a joke. That was probably very real. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So I thought that was a nice little art imitates life thing right there. Um, I'll shut up about my five minutes, except that I, I didn't hate it. And I, I really, again, like you, Chris, I don't really have a lot of investment so much in these characters as I do like Batman and Superman. So I was able to go in it and take whatever they were offering me and not really know if they were screwing them over or not. Uh, I thought the Harley Quinn was great. All the actors brought it. And I thought the guy who played Diablo really brought the, you know, the emotion in what little he was given. Everyone wasn't given much, but what they did with it was was all pretty good. So yeah, he was compelling. I, I thought that that he was by far the most compelling character in the movie. Yes, as far as you know, yeah. getting his his bit out there. And I, mean, I really he didn't had... see it coming that he would end up being an Aztec god. So that was very cool <laughs> little twist there too. I figured he'd yeah. be. You know, he was the, one of the most powerful ones among them, but I didn't think he'd, like, go full, you know, Quetzalcoatl on him, so. Which may be a Mayan god. I, I don't remember, so. Forgive me, historians. If I, I <laughs> those always get the Incan and the Mayan mixed up. <laughs> <laughs> or Incan, right. Now, yeah. You know, that, that did bring up something, though. When they got to the, the big fight there at the end, did anybody else have any trouble with the CGI there? I thought the effects looked pretty good. I don't know why. Apparently, Enchantress's heart was the heart of 1987 Axel Rose. Um, <laughs> she couldn't stop doing the snake dance once she got that. She was a little annoying, I thought. Her yeah. CG was a little too stylized. like, And her character was like, yeah, sort of not very well developed yeah, yeah. in this well she just made me think the whole time she had to pee because she <laughs> yes. just kept wiggling 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 she's been <laughs> in a play like, pot for a long time oh already yeah. <laughs> when yeah. when i when i was younger i worked at dillard's at this mall and there was always this goth girl that hung out outside the store in the area by the fountains and, you know, she was always in her goth out. She had two different goth outfits and she would sit out there and she would just say things as people walked by, say stuff as people walked by. And that that's exactly what she reminded me of. I, I just remember it's like the first time, the first time I ever spoke to her, I walked up to her and said, what are you, why are you like this? And she goes, it's an expression of my true inner being, what I really want to be, but can't because society won't let me. Yeah. And, I, and I was yeah. like, keep that shit you look to like, yourself. <laughs> well, I was like, you look like you want to be dead. I can help. Yeah. <laughs> and she gave me the response everybody gives when they lose an argument. Fuck you, man. 
<laughs> I always, I, it also stuck in my craw too that they started, you know, in Chandris's uh, beginning origin scene there. You know, it's all subtitles and and in Spanish mostly, and um, and then when but to transform into the the creature, she actually says Enchantress, like Almighty, <laughs> right. almighty yeah. Isis. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, read me something from the ne- Necronomicon or something if you want me yeah, yeah. <laughs> to so buy this ancient point. evil stuff that uses this English word to translate. I know. I want to hear some Yog Sagoths and <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah, but I don't know. the the all the in, the Enchantress stuff when June. Uh, you know, um, finds it and all stuff. Originally, all of that was supposed to be told in sequence, like as if it was happening, not told in flashback or we'd see okay, back on it. We were talking about that. and I, I have yeah. a theory about that. I That's think where the this, editing felt really fucked up to me. Is I think this movie yeah. was completely shot in sequence. The first, the beginning of the movie was all of their origin stories slash how they got caught. Yeah. It was probably their origin story mixed up in whatever caper it was like there was i think they explained that harley quinn had something to do with the death of robin that's probably why batman felt he had to punch her in the face and Mm. and so i think when they saw that and and i think when they went back to do reshoots um i'm i'm gonna guess the reshoots were 90 percent that scene with viola davis and the agents sitting in the in the bar doing exposition yeah. i think that was yeah. made because a it was probably a cheap shot to do that was in the and, early trailers though that was pretty early on uh, the trailers uh, thing. well no that, that scene done. could have been there yeah i think yeah. It, it could have been there but I, the thing is there's definitely you can see the all the, the i mean the well i know the enchanter stuff was all supposed to take place beforehand but they yeah. definitely i mean they cut down some of those scenes too but they could have been in the there just discussing who they're doing and then it became more than they maybe that was one of the things they were looking at i mean i know um that's uh um this just in what i was reading about uh you know uh what got cut and what was in the movie and stuff there was there was a, a whole thing for Killer Croc. It was about how he grew up and was outcast and the whole night like that. You never get there. There was yeah. stuff about obviously uh, Cap, uh, Boomer Captain Boomerang. Um, there was all these different things there. So you wonder was it like maybe that scene was supposed to be there, but they never talk about Enchantress ever, and you just saw this and that led to like the, I, mean, I could imagine that being the pre credits not not the, the pre credit sequence, but like the pre credit sequence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this, you're like, what are we watching? Is some lady in a cave? What's she doing? Ew, don't touch that. Oh, that's gross. And then like, but boom, Suicide Squad, and then yeah. it like goes into it. Just yeah. real quick, I, I know we talked about the music thing, um, and I you know you guys were like, you know, we were kind of shitting on it, which is okay. Um, the theater we were in, my wife and I saw it in a small theater. There was like 25 people in there with us. Um, Everyone in the theater loved the music. Really? Uh, uh, just yeah. letting you know. No, I'm just saying, like, every single song, it was like, oh, yeah. Like, people were, like, fucking, like, because they recognize about it. it. It's like, yeah, what I'm saying is, in. right. But I'm saying, even though it was, it was on the nose, right? They were like, yeah, like, all of them. I mean, to me, I found more of them funny than anything else. Um, because I'm like, oh, okay. Like, my wife liked, she, you know, she knew all the music, and she has nothing invested in this except the fact that we have two hours and we don't have our daughter because um, she was at a carnival with my in-laws, you know, kind of thing. But, like, everyone in the theater were like, I mean, it was a t- relatively younger crowd, uh, you know, some teenagers and maybe some parents with them and stuff. But they were like, oh, score! Like, they were, like, excited about the music. It, so, um it made I, the two different tones in a movie, though, in my opinion. I mean, I started. Yeah. 
I started really enjoying the movie once they stopped with the popular shit, and I thought it was actually a pretty serviceable soundtrack or a score. I thought the score was actually pretty good from like the middle of the second act to you know when they the final song. I don't. I think they did the Spirit in the Sky was about the last popular song that they did. Yeah, that's when they're flying in and they shot. And then they go to a, a you know a symphonic score, and I thought it sounded actually really good. And that's that kind of. That helped the flow of the movie a lot. I yeah. mean, I thought that even the editing of the... I'm not opposed to using popular music. I said I love it when Tarantino does it. And I love, you know, I get Guardians of the Galaxy, but they use it a little more sparingly um, than yeah. this, even. There was a lot more thought put behind it. And yeah. Those yeah. examples. Well, I mean, Gu- Guardians, it made sense having it in there because of the mixtape. It was in the narrative. Yeah. Right. Yes. This was more like, oh... They use popular songs in Guardians. Uh, yeah, this one. That was this one. definitely a board. Well, the, 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 one of the stories going around is is there were several recuts of it, and one of the recuts was done by a trailer house. Well, no, that that, that I read. It was literally the group they did the, the trailer that they did that everybody was like, oh, they're going for the Guardians feel. And that's what, tra- yeah, and that's what. And and that's uh, those the way those songs were the way those scenes played out with the songs on top of them play out like you do in a trailer where you don't have yep. to pick up the side dialogue that much you just have to sort of get the general visual idea. Yeah. But the problem was you were supposed to be picking up <laughs> lines of dialogue and you know yeah. you were in the real story and not just getting teased with it. So yeah. I, I think the original cut or at least my dream cut would have been using it a lot more like maybe house of the rising sun to come in and and bookend it with the queen and i think when when the queen trailer came out and everyone freaking loved it that's when you know the the executives reared their heads up from their piles of cocaine and said somebody's paying attention to this yeah somebody really likes this music we've got to stuff as much of it as we can everybody likes bohemian rhapsody every kid at work every 20 year old i have at work has it on their phone yeah i was talking about this with mike zumo about the the trailers and i'm like you put a pile of crap on a screen for two minutes and play bohemian rhapsody behind it and people People are gonna think their heads yeah so so yeah, I think it was just it was a very react. It was the panic edit. I, I think they got they they took the notes from the shit that B versus S took, and they did the panic edit on this. And it's a shame because I think it could have been a lot better. Than I think it's edit. just very, really really, really interesting that you're all saying this. I loved the music, <laughs> and I didn't have a problem hearing uh, the actors saying their line while it was playing. I didn't have any of those issues. I get, though, 100% what you're saying about some of the songs playing and their meaning behind what it's saying. They just, you know, heard a certain something in the song, so they played it to try to make it fit. Yeah, I get that, but I I loved the music. So much so that we had gone to Walmart to try to find the CD to see if they had Mm -hmm. released... Uh, the CD yet uh, just on the music side and no we didn't find it but uh, I'm still on the hunt for it because I love that music so much everything they played not just one of something everything <coughs> I'm I fell into I fell into technic- like Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman forced me to think of it from screenwriting point of view because that's where I think it went wrong. And this one, I was just like, I was sweating the technicals on it. Like, there yeah. was one scene with um, 
with Deadshot's dialogue. And they did a crossfade from one angle of him to another angle of him in in the line same line of dialogue, within the line of dialogue. Uh, yeah, that was weird. That was yeah. very a weird. Crossfade is to denote the passage of time, or, or in if you're gonna stay on the same character or in the same place, or it's to denote you're going somewhere else, but it has some sort of parallel um, resonance to what you're seeing now. You know, so you see a guy at the store, and then a crossfade to him walking down the street going home. So this was just. When I saw that crossfade there, I was just like, "Oh, they didn't have a they. Th- this wasn't meant to be cut like this, yeah. and they didn't have a connecting cutaway. A, they could have just cut away to someone's face and then cut back to him. And so it just, it was, I was like, somebody really didn't. It's almost like somebody accidentally laid down the effect on the editor and then just forgot to take it out. Yes, it did. <laughs> I mean, actually. it was really that jarring. It, 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 did, it did to somebody, especially, well, to me, who I'm editing. If I saw that on in one of my things, I'd be like, if I if I was doing, if that ended up in one of my movies, it would be, be because I didn't have any other way to connect those two things. Right. And I had to do that, and then I would be praying that no one noticed. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to throw this in, and then I'd be in the theater going, oh, yes. (laughs) The audience didn't laugh, so okay, we we squeaked by with it. But it was – that was jarring to me, and that's that stuff is mostly squashed in the front end of the movie. Yeah, it's uh, it's very totally – The second half of the movie seems more intact what we would have been seeing in it and was much more enjoyable. I, I, I think that reason that is the second half had a lot more visual effects. Mm-hmm. And if you did major edits, people are, even lay people are going to notice mm-hmm. what happened to all the CGI monsters. They're all gone. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that the second half was saved by the fact that it was such a CGI heavy section and therefore you can't edit it like that. Whereas the front end is a lot of talking heads a lot of uh, different locations all sort of coming together, and you're, you're going to have a place where it is naturally you can edit more yeah, there. The, the, there was a problem, I think maybe, I, I think maybe what you, we would have originally seen was Viola Davis doing a sort of crypt keeper thing where yeah. she was having the having the the meeting with the guys, and it was sort of what you see in here, but you saw the Reader's Digest version of it. It, it, where it would be the opposite, where you just have one or two lines of dialogue from her, then you'd have a ten-minute sequence on Killer Croc, yeah. and yeah. a ten-minute sequence on the witch, and and, and you would st- get still only would, one minute on the guy that climbs things because <laughs> well, what, yeah, the red shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, well, yeah you might reason. as well have shot a well. He was a red, well, you know, he was he was a well, Native Slipknot, American. The reason why, <laughs> well, no, but the reason why Slipknot, they had more stuff for him. They had way more stuff. In fact, in fact, the stuff for Slipknot um, was they tried to make it – all the stuff in the movie was that to make him people not like him at all. And the stuff they cut out was – it was implying that he raped like a, like a, a, teen, a kid. Like that he's – like it was, it was like really like heinous stuff that it was all that – was, that's what they were going to had originally. And they said, well, just cut it. Like they wanted to put all that in and they were like, well, we're cutting this, this and this. So they cut that out so that when his head gets blown off, you're like, OK, why was that guy – why was the guy from SVU 
uh, Sloan or SVU for those episodes. Why was he in this movie and he got his head blown off? It didn't make any sense. Well, but if a, you know, they needed to do it to somebody. You, you kind of knew going no, in that yes. they were going to test out the, you know, somebody was going to be stupid yeah. and, and have to have flags. Yeah, you're fine. I get that. No, I get that. I truly I mean, do. It is. Um, it is called the Suicide Squad, right? right. Well, that's no. the thing is, if you're not going to kill anybody else, you might, you know, that basically they, the, I, he was the only death, wasn't he? By that yeah, method, yeah. He was, yeah. but I just thought to myself, how in the hell could he be so gullible? <laughs> that just didn't make sense to me. Well, it, it seemed to me just a gag that was a pay, pay, <clears throat> payoff on the whole idea from Escape from New York. Yeah. Yeah. That whenever you have that sort of story element where you've got the bombs inside of you, you never get to see someone actually get blown up. So finally we got to see someone <laughs> yeah. get their neck blown up. Saying, that was semi But they definitely wanted to uh, – when you – again, the, the – the, I mean I already actually have pre-ordered this you know, on Amazon because they put it up and I put the pre-order. I'm like, okay, we're going to get it because I know it's going to have – if not a director's cut or extended cut like oh. Batman and oh, yeah. Batman Superman had on it. It's going to have all that cut footage, right? And that's maybe the only way you it's, can see that footage. Not going to have all of it. This is they're going to milk this one for all they can. There, according to Jared Leto, there is enough Joker footage to make his own movie out of it. Yeah, and they're going to they're going to milk pissed. this one. Yeah, they're going to milk this one for all it's worth. Well, I mean, and and I, I you know, it's, it's just. I, I don't know how many versions we're going to get of this. I'm really sick of that, though. You Eventually, we'll get some pressure. good fan edits, I'm sure, once they start releasing well, enough. I want to see a coherent movie for my 10 bucks when I go to the theater. Is that really too much to fucking ask these days? No. <laughs> yes. what, what the thing is this. What I'm, I'm just saying wondering, because I'm just going to stop going if that's too much to ask, and I'll wait for the DVD. DLC. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's the thing is when uh, I mean when 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 uh, Dawn of Justice was announced to come out on uh, Blu-ray and DVD, they didn't announce immediately. It just was come up for pre-order or whatever. It wasn't until they said, "Well, we're going to have an extended cut, which is going to have 30 more minutes of, of footage in it, and then it have like all this. It has a whole other a whole section of other stuff." I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong that they're going to they might try to milk this, but it seems like the time to do that, because as everyone keeps telling me, as I sit here and look at hundreds of Blu-rays and DVDs, is that the the physical media is dead. It's all down. It's all, you know, uh, stuff you got to download. But yet they still manage to sell tons of freaking Blu-rays and DVDs and stuff because they're giving you all that content. I think they'll want to cash in because think about it, this movie is now, so we're talking about a Christmas, but we don't have an actual date, so it's going to be a Thanksgiving or Christmas DVD release. You're going to want people to plunk down the, 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 the $22 for the Blu-ray or DVD for the, you know, right around Black Friday going into Christmas because they can get this stuff out then. They want to make their money because there's already, we know there's a Harley Quinn movie going to happen. Right. You, you know, there's a Batman movie. They friggin announced the friggin Superman movie, the, the next Superman movie already. The, yeah. We know these other things are happening. So the, it's all about getting your money now. I mean, think about it. this movie is it costs one hundred and seventy five million roughly to, to, to make opening weekend. It pulled uh, one hundred and thirty four million as of uh, the ninth, which was whatever, a couple of days ago. It's at one hundred and sixty one. They're going to make their money back on this. They haven't even released the numbers from overseas. They're going to want to cash in and get the money back because now I, even if they don't give you everything, the whole point is now they have this set up where Jared Leto can play the Joker in another movie, you know, and, and people will just, okay. Be, I mean, I mean, here, 
just here's just Brad's right said, we didn't see it in a movie theater with a lot of people. The entire theater, except for my wife and I, when 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 he comes back at the end and breaks out Harley Quinn, you heard an audible ga- and I'm, maybe this is because people where we were in the theater with were just stupid. An audible oh, he's alive? Like they are the <laughs> dumb shits. Yeah. I was like, he said to my wife, I said, Fuck, like, but who the fuck thought the Joker was dead? Yeah. Like that's what that's what I want to say. I'm like, like that's part of the problem. That's and, and I, I I agree with you, Scott. I want to see a movie. When I go to a movie, I don't go to movies because oh, I. Oh, the last m- movie they killed off Superman. You don't know anymore. I guess that. They didn't fucking kill off Superman. It, the fucking dirt comes up at the end. If you don't know he's alive, oh, I, I know. Like, but what I'm saying is, well, or you had to wait until they make a, tr- you know, they put the fucking poster out for the the. Um, because they released the the oh fuck the Justice League trailer there with uh you know with uh, Batman going around to town hall meetings and meeting with people and having like you know little cuddle sessions you know kind of thing. The problem is the the, the posters <laughs> got Henry Caviezel on it, yeah. and then you in the next day, not even twenty four hours later, you release. Don't oh, we're making a second Superman movie? Like no one if. At, when, when we saw Dawn of Justice, I took I went took my wife. We went and saw it opening weekend, and then I took my parents two days later because my parents hadn't wanted to see it. We took them, right? We sat in empty movie theaters, like dead empty. Three. This is the best way to see a movie because as much as I don't like people, <laughs> my dad and I together really don't like people. I was going to um, say so I, I probably whole, asked this before, Jason, but how much Xanax do you have to take to be a school teacher? None, dude. None. Here's, here's, here's the here's, no, dude. I'm the straight edge guy. We gotta ask that. The um, the whole point is this: I don't like people just on principle. And I, when I meet people, I always assume I'm not gonna like them. So that if I do like them, I'm presently I'm 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 happy that like oh I was wrong. This person's really cool. I'm not disappointed that they're a fucking asshole. But I'm saying is when you're sitting in a movie theater and like we were at, like when we go when we go to theater, there's little tiny like local movie theaters or you go to the really big one. In the really big one, most people, you know, you don't get, you don't, there's no way you have any interaction with them. When we're sitting in a little shitty one, I can feel that people are like, I mean, I knew there were people on their phones who were distracted, were just there because they were all going together, whatever. And I try to zone them out and just watch the movie, just kind of like let the movie absorb me and kind of like enjoy what's there. But the problem is when all of them go, he was, he's alive. He's alive. Dad, did you know he was alive? Fuck, are you kidding? Like, there's no <laughs> See, way in the world... That's why we should applaud the, the director for making, you know, the, the stakes feel that real, that they think that the Joker actually could be dead. But, but the problem was this, mm-hmm. is that, okay, if <laughs> if if we are to believe that Diablo, that uh, El Diablo there, that if that he's dead, I mean, whether he's an Incan god or he... Well, I mean, I was speaking with... Uh, we actually, I had dinner tonight with... Um, uh, the guys, one of the guys who does uh, um, teen, uh, no, Tiny Titans and stuff, the, the the kids comic that sells more than any other comic book they sell. Um, <laughs> we were saying tonight. I said, I said, well, he's clearly can't be dead. You can't kill El Diablo off that way. He's got to be able to come back. But if Jay Hernandez won't sign on for another movie, then he can be dead for yeah, now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's all about right. can we get the guy back for the movie? But if if he came back at the end, people would be like, wow, I thought he was dead. Really? So you have two spawns of hell fighting each other and a bomb underneath the ground kills them. Well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It just I'd... dissipates them. They're in hell. I mean, good Lord. It, 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 could have, it could have been just like Jason versus Freddy should have been and had the last scenes in hell where they're fighting. You could just cut to hell and there could be uh, – what's, uh, what's – oh, shit. What's his name in Spawn? Not Violator. Oh, what are they called? Oh, Malboa. Yeah. Oh, God. Right? Don't bring up that movie. 
Wait, uh, wait. No, he, no, no. He could be sitting there. No, actually do CGI better than they did in that crappy thing. He's rubbing his hands, and there's them. They could still be fighting. That's what you could have. But it's just uh, like. No, I don't think we need to bring hell into the DC universe yet. We, let's try to let's well, see if we can get well, Zeus and, and Diana. He's got a decent <laughs> hell already developed from Swamp Thing, basically. Well, yeah. He, yeah not, that, not the new stuff. But. Not the Swamp Thing movies. Because no. no, those. Because I'll, be, I'll be honest with you, the Swamp Thing, well, Swamp Thing, the first one's not so bad. Swamp Thing Craven, too, baby. Or yeah, Toby well, Hooper, I'm sorry. Yeah. When he's punching, when he, when they're having the fight, and then the guy's head, you see the makeup swing back and come forward, you see his hair. That was what we had for DC movies back in the day. So that, or you had, uh, what is it called? Um, well, the original Supermans, you know, but then they kind of started deteriorating as you went, where you have entire movies cut together of two different stories to make one guy. No, no one, just me. All right, Luke needed to be here. Luke would have thrown that in there. He would have known what I'm talking about. You let's, know, and, let's talk about the white-faced well, elephant in the room, and uh, just there we go. Kind of give our uh, our each of our impressions on the Joker this time around, and then we covered it a little bit in the five-minute thing. Um, uh. I'll start. I didn't mind it. I, I still hate the look they gave him, particularly the freaking grill. Um, and I, I guess there's somebody trying to sue that you know they felt like they were promised more Joker. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Um, but I actually think he was in it. I think he was just in it about the right amount. I mean, I, he was like nice little peripheral parallel story, you know, and uh, he was doing stuff and he, you know, he did logical stuff. He went to the lab to figure out how to get Harley's bomb deactivated and all that good stuff. And so, I mean, I, I thought it was actually a pretty good little subplot. And I don't think you wanted to put too much more of him in there. Um no, otherwise it'd be called the Joker movie. Yeah, and I don't think, I mean, ideally, I don't, you can't really have Harley Quinn without introducing him. I agree with, who was it that said this should have been before B versus S? Because I agree with that 100%. And I just think it would have been the best way to reintroduce Batman. And then B versus S would have made a lot more freaking sense. That was you, Sean, I think? Or? The whole thing is, is that um, I didn't, didn't dislike Jared Leto as the Joker. I just felt that I can't say his performance is better than any other Joker's because I really didn't see that much of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, the, the biggest thing I had with this movie, and it's kind of something I thought about afterwards, is one of my biggest problems with the Joker and Harley is when I see people say, I want a relationship like theirs, and I go, are you kidding? You want a relationship where you're abused, and literally he doesn't care about you. You know, electroshock um, therapy can make a couple very close. I'm told. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, in this movie, it's like they went out of their way to soften the Joker. Yeah. Um, that he was he was he was doing this all to get Harley back. Like the whole scene where her flashback, where she's in the the acid and whatever and everything like that. It's like I get it. You're trying. You, you don't necessarily want to show. The, if you cut out all the stuff with uh, Captain Boomerang being abusive towards women, if you cut out anything involving the Slipknot doing things to kids, I get it. You don't. It's a PG-13 movie. You can't have the Joker doing the things that he was doing even in The Dark Knight. But still, it's an unhealthy relationship. And I guess it's. I, I think. But again, I don't think we got enough of it to even understand him. He wasn't in it enough. Yeah, he, he is a side character. He's in it for what? Four major scenes. At two of them are flashbacks. So it's like, 
Well, they're kind of. I think they're kind of approaching him like they are Batman, and that they're they're going on past history, and and the you know he's almost he's yeah. iconic as Batman. Right. He's well, Batman does anybody speed. remember Time Bandits? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yes. Yep. Remember any time Time Bandits would slow down, the face of God would show up and go, "Where's my map?" and they would all have to run. Yeah, yeah. That's how I think they sort of portrayed in in what we saw the Joker. <laughs> He was wow. just like this force of nature that every once in a while would show up, but he wasn't a developed character. And if he was a developed character, it would have just they're focusing on Harley Quinn in yeah. this. So, so he should. So, I in I a mean, way, it's I, sort of reversed. He's kind of objectified in this. Yeah, it's just this iconic thing that like shows up to rescue her and to reign chaos every once in a while. I mean, I, mean, I think I think. Something that I would have liked to have seen. So, you know, they had the asshole guard who was being abusive to everybody. Um, yeah. The Joker grabs him in the club. The Joker would have killed him. We should have seen a scene after he went to the doctor's office. Oh, I almost forgot about you. Because Harley even says it. She's laughing at him when he gives him the phone. And he's like, don't, you know, we don't get any resolution with that. And I was kind of expecting that. And I didn't get that. And that's like, that's a Joker thing to do, regardless of portrayal. You don't leave a loose end like that lying around. Doesn't she even That's hint at it, it that you know, basically, thanks, but you're fucked? I mean, doesn't she kind yeah. of? Yeah, she says it. Yeah, that? yeah. And, and but we well, don't wait, see do we, off we, on. That's true, but again, do, do we ever see him again in the? I don't think we ever see him again in the movie. No, and again, I think that's a victim of the edits. Yeah. I think that maybe yeah. there is. Yeah, a scene yeah, yeah. No, wasn't he at the very yeah. ending? He was in. He was in the plane. Was it the plane or? He was in the very end where he was. He turned around, he looked real quick, and then he looked back at wherever they were headed after they had picked up Harley Quinn. Um, oh, was he in the plane? I think I thought he may that, have been that was... in the plane. Now, the plane crashed, but. No, he's he not made it out. We don't know no, if no, all I, I, else I, made it out. Because. I, okay, I'm trying to think. I'm thinking the, the the pilots on the helicopter when they when they grab Harley after she goes up the rope. I'm thinking that was the guy who was with. Like, remember they're in the when uh, in the, the back of the restaurant, the back of the the the, uh, yeah. the casino. Yeah. That's Joker's like main henchman. That's his yeah. Bob the Goon. Yeah, yeah. Work, you know, yeah. back of yeah. That's the guy who tells cool his name. Was, wouldn't it be cool if he was called Bob the Goon? <laughs> I'm sure there's some. Yeah, because it's. I mean, granted, I mean. This is probably the least abusive Joker towards his hench people I've seen. As in, like, they weren't as, I mean, as disposable. Like, that guy, I kept expecting him to get shot when he came in and tell the Joker, uh, she's in a black site. She's going to be really hard to get. Yeah. Bang. Get me another henchman. Yeah, Find yeah, me exactly. Harley. You know, it's like, I get it. Maybe they're not trying to play to those things we expect, but if you're going to... Yeah, but I do agree stuff, with you there. I think they needed to stay away from a lot of the tropes that we expected to make this, right. you know, yeah, a, a fresh again, take on it. But I mean, they, what oh, was I with mean, the whole "I want you to fuck my girlfriend" thing, though? That was a little creepy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't that know. Kind of thought that was a good idea. <laughs> I think no, that I was think a bit. I think was... that was a much longer scene that <laughs> yes. we didn't get. to oh, see. Oh, it is. There was a lot to that that we didn't get to see, so it makes no sense. You <laughs> yeah. know, no, we I see more. We see more in the trailer. I think it's the whole, uh, I want to see if you got balls to want to F my girlfriend, you know? So, I don't really I mean, think it was him trying to say, okay, go and fuck my girlfriend. He was just, 
seeing how much balls they had to want to it's say, so okay, yeah. I'll do yeah. it. I also had a feeling that he was going to get angry and shoot the guy no matter right, and it's he like, decided yeah, he did he or just, didn't. <laughs> one just mess with yeah. his head and be like, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you might now, think you got him out PG- here, but... 13 Joker movie, then I'm I'm going to be so disappointed because I expect to see an R-rated movie with the Joker, period. Uh, I want to, I mean, people Ooh. should be dying left and right. Well, hey, well, what are they... They, they tried with the Killing Joke animated and I guess it uh... turned out so well, but... Uh... Well, the, the, the thing is this, and I'm, I was... You know, I was like, the, the thing... Go ahead, Brian. Yeah. What I was just saying is that the one thing about the Joker scenes, it, it was funny because I know that we jump back and forth in time a lot. And it, 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 I kept up with it during the movie and found that in the scenes that he was was in, there was an, an emotional consistency about him where you could almost read his mind as far as boredom or I'm about to kill someone or I need to do this. Jared Leto was able to sit there and carry something out of that, that character that I hadn't seen from the other ones. Yeah, I and think he actually was, did a really it, good job with him. I mean, that's yeah. like, the look still bothers me, but I, I have no problem with his portrayal of it. What little we saw. And the out, the outfits that they had him, had him in were so true to the comic books that it was just killing me left and right going, hey, that's from Dark Knight. Hey, that's from this. Hey, that's from that. You know, it was... Uh, yeah, they they I, I like the way they handled a lot of him, uh, and I just hope that we get to see more of it and see uh, more of the madness, rather than just the flash in the pan of what it could be. I mean, I gotta hope that's that the, got the next the Batman flash. movie is you know him going after Joker and Harley. I think would be their best bet. Well, I mean. <laughs> I'm surprised they're still alive in this universe with the Batman that we've gotten so far. Well, that that's and, the other thing that kind of stuck in my craw, and, and I've read, you know, the, the I don't want to use the term, but the, 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 the extreme DC fanboys that are just, you know, the ones that are like, you don't like this movie because you just don't get it, you know, and I don't think we have anyone like that here. Um, but what was I going for in this? <laughs> <laughs> totally lost it now. Wait. Uh, what was I saying? Don't touch my stuff. Got yeah, it. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> no, totally gone. Just total brain fart there. That he's no, there. All right. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, it's terrible. Yeah. No, I mean, Sorry, the thing, the, oh boy. <laughs> you go. I'll wait. <laughs> We're good. Okay. Okay. Say, like, one of the things I found, like, I mean, I enjoyed the bits of Batman since we're talking about people who are popping in and out of the movie a couple of times. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I got it, though. Someone remind okay. me I got uh, it. I mean, Batman popping in and out of the movie a couple of times. It didn't bother me because his, he served his purpose in those various scenes, except for when him and Harley start making out. And I'm sorry. She was out cold. He initiated that, not her. Um, and it kind of was a little creepy. It was an oh, artificial I respiration. 100%. 100% I disagree with you. I'll tell you oh. why. Because right away, he's trying to pull away. And by this time, she already has his hand behind his neck. Yeah. And she is not letting go while he's trying to give her uh, resuscitation. So, no, she totally locked him down in that. He didn't. You you can see on his face. He did he just, not. He was like, oh, geez, now I have to give her the kiss of life. Gee, yeah, yeah. 
now I have to like it. Yeah, it's, it's like I've done this enough with Catwoman. I know what's coming next. But... <laughs> or Batgirl. <laughs> no, what I was going to say, Sean, you're my uh, the whole Batman killing thing, and that that's what bugged me about murdery Batman in in B versus S. You know, even though yes, he's killed in other movies in the comics, blah blah blah. I'm not even having that argument. Um, but the whole, yeah, why did he rescue them? And, and you know, why would he even yeah, attempt to rescue? Like, I mean, yeah. But what I've seen is the justification is that he learned from the death of Superman and B versus S that he shouldn't um, kill anymore. And But I don't, question, I, that's not earned at all, in my opinion. No, right? I mean, the whole thing is, is Harley's been in the cell for nine months. She's been in the cell since before Superman died. Yeah. So yeah. he can't have learned that lesson when he caught her, you know. I I get it for like I get that it's just it, to me it, it's. But just it's to keep from going crazy, I'm I'm making yeah. a hat cannon that that B versus S Batman had just started killing, that he was it was yeah. new disgruntled Batman that's like yeah, I'm gonna start Superman. branding people and letting him get killed in prison and shit. Yeah. Um and that. Yeah, okay, somehow he learned that that wasn't the best way to go, and he decided Martha. to start saving all these mass murderers. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just, I, again, it, it, it's, to me, it's, <laughs> it's why this movie would have worked better before Batman vs. Superman. Yeah, totally. Now. Especially, and I, I, I've been thinking about it, I don't know how much this script was written before they decided to make the original Man of Steel 2 into Batman vs. Superman. And how much of that's how much of that how much of those um, elements stayed in this script? Because it seems to me like a lot of the Joker and Harley stuff was written with that version of uh, a pre-Dawn of Justice Batman, you know, not the one who was branding and killing people, you know. Um, and it might have just been a relic of when it was originally written. So, but, yeah, I mean, anyway. the, two, the two universes don't don't fit that way. I mean, and that's always been the thing. If Batman kills at all, he's, why doesn't he kill the worst, you know, the supervillains? He's going to kill some common street thug, but Joker, who's killed a thousand people, he's going to keep just taking to jail. I don't know. That would even work better if it was before B versus S to justify murdery Batman. They're like, okay, I got Harley Quinn back, and then all of a sudden Joker breaks him out and goes and murders a football stadium or something, and then he's like, fuck this, I just got to start killing people. Right. That would have even worked better. See, I think they got a lot of wiggle room because I think he was only medium (laughs) murdery. He wasn't, like, really murdery in Batman versus Superman. You know, there there was a lot of plausible deniability murdering. But I guess the brand thing wouldn't work on somebody like the Joker because who's going to take, you know, who's going to fuck with the Joker in prison just because Batman caught him? No, I mean mean the brand. And he's always going to go to Arkham anyway, so. Well, I mean, the brand thing would be more along the Joker's like, hey, Bats, right on the forehead. Right yeah. on the forehead. Right, yeah. <laughs> my dangerous tattoo or whatever the yeah. that was. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. I, I'm out. That oh, right across my mouth, so it looks like I'm smiling, you know, or something like that. And yeah, but again, it's. It, I mean, it's also the same logic of why doesn't Superman just snap? Oh, I got these scars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway. Well, but you notice he this Joker has no scars. No. He's, he has no scars. He has no deformity of his face. There's no no. There's nothing on his face that makes him, uh, you know, the smile. And that's why it's on his hand, yeah, I like which I think is actually, yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I, I don't thinking, know if I think, there ever will be. No. Oh, won't be. 
mean, what, oh, deformity of his face? No, I don't think they're going to go there with that. I really no. don't. But I agree. Yeah, I they're agree. definitely so saying, I mean, it's not makeup. He's got the white skin and the green yeah. hair, I'm assuming, from the... Yeah. Well, that's what that whole bad acid was. Wasn't yeah, that yeah. bad acid supposed to be what made Harley Quinn all of a sudden a little yeah. more pale? And- yeah. You see, I think pale. there was a, I think there was a good little Hannibal Lecter story in there that we didn't get to see. Well, yeah. they cut almost half that scene. Yeah. With the with, with, with drops from the there's there's they said there's at least double what's in the film, if not more. That's all been cut. This is the problem, is, and and again, uh, the. The amount of stuff that was cut out of here uh, after De- – see, the problem was after Deadpool was such a major hit, they went back and did a <laughs> second round of reshoots and a second round – and another round of edits. Hmm. So, like, I mean, I don't know what necessarily was cut in what order, but I know that there's tons of stuff that they said, well, there's a whole more – there's more scene of this. This is this goes more into depth. There's a longer conversation between um, – Harley and the Joker. There's more stuff that goes on in that whole scene. You should the probably one thing, save most of that for the Harley movie anyway, or next Batman movie. I mean, that's a compelling well, story, her, how she becomes Harley Quinn. I hope we I, get to I would hope they would keep the, the Joker mostly out of the Harley Quinn movie, too, you know? Just... Well, the original... Okay, the but Harley he's Quinn part movie, of her story. Right, but what they've announced so far, and that they said, is that the Harley Quinn movie, um, they said it looked like probably, most likely Poison Ivy will be there with her. Right, and it's going to focus on the female heroes in the DC universe. The problem was they make that announcement, and then, and and this is a whole other can of worms to open. After and again, I have not seen the new Ghostbusters movie, so I can't say it's good or bad or whatever. But it did not perform the way they were expecting. Um, so now they are worried about having an all-female. Superhero, oh, movie, which I think is a bunch of fucking horseshit. Okay. I think it's horseshit. That I is horseshit. What it is. Yeah, they should be worried about just... is doing another Ocean's Eleven all women cast. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Shit. that's but that, not about the DC. Yeah, world Ghostbusters. The new Ghostbusters failed is because they re- remade fucking Ghostbusters, and not enough right. people care to go see a remake of a perfect movie. <laughs> and not saying, only but that, the, uh, 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 what's her name? McCarthy? No, uh, gosh. Uh, Melissa? Yeah. Yes. Melissa McCarthy. Okay. She's always, she's the same trick pony to me. Okay. Yeah. We've seen you hit the guy in the throat. We've seen you jump on cars. We've seen all that bullshit. And, and you're just going to do the same thing here. Except you have three other people, four other people with you now. Well, yeah. and then and then you put uh, Thor in the damn movie. Uh, I don't even remember his name right Chris off. Chris Hemsworth. You, yes, so you <laughs> put Hemsworth in the damn movie, and you take off his shirt, and you have him act like a dumbass. And that's supposed to be rewarding for women? I don't well, think so. The the thing the thing that about and not to go too strong on this tangent, but. Like, what what struck me about the new Ghostbusters was, in the original Ghostbusters, Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd, you know, being the two most known of the leads, they were still just sort of doing their shtick that they were known for, especially Bill Murray. But all the characters in that, even as far as when you get to, like, you know, the... um, what was his name? The neighbor next door, uh, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yeah. Even yeah. even yeah. the characters that were kind of really goofy Oof. were still kind of plot. Were still plausible. It was still right. like, had plausible characters in reality, and in this new Ghostbusters, 
they were just sort of like versions of their screen. You know, they were they were characters, but they didn't have that grounded. And, and when you put Chris Hemsworth in there, he's like nobody in re- you know nobody's that stupid. He yeah. was a total you know machination for from movie ridiculousness. And so that's why I don't think it worked as well. It didn't have that feel of it like these are regular people, you yeah. know. Yeah. Right. Well, that's why I didn't watch. I I hated saying it, but that was exactly what they were saying, is that the Harley Quinn movie was supposed to focus on Harley, and again, Poison Ivy was supposed to be there. So I'm assuming that they were going to somehow do Poison Ivy's introduction and whatever else, and that's where you're going to have. Um, I'm assuming would be Batgirl, um, and possibly um, you know Wonder Woman or whoever else they might mix into the mix uh, here I, I don't think Wonder Woman's going to be in it because she's oh, getting I, don't think so. I, think I agree I'm, but I'm saying like, yeah. they, they, but they said it was more of like the idea of focusing on the women of but I'm saying uh, something along those lines when, whatever it might be and whatever happens in there it, it's going to happen the thing we notice and you know, if anyone knows this here this the this version of the Joker is the only whenever you and even if you go back to the, when Harley Quinn was introduced in '92 in the animated series because again there's not unlike uh, Poison Ivy or unlike Catwoman or unlike any other possible um, female villain in the Batman uh, history we don't have decades. Yeah. of comics to support this. Harley Quinn is a character that was created by Bruce Timm for the animated series, and she works beautifully, and she's become so much bigger than they ever thought she was going to be just from the animated series, but we only have a limited amount of um, comic books and even like the, the, the animated series to work from. The Joker, anything that has to do with Harley Quinn, he while he might love her i guess he doesn't really love her it's all fucked up the way their relationship is this movie he loves her he is so in love with her he loves to to manipulate her you don't i don't i I think there's not enough information in there i think like i heard i heard in the original cut he cut her rope on the helicopter yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's just like yeah so long you know so he's a sociopath you know someone talked about that if you look at the cut where he's where she falls so they did an editing trick where they looks like they looped back around, so it looks like he was trying to reach for her, but he really was probably just pushing her, and they just looped right. it twice. Um, well, what I'm saying is we're, we're getting – whatever the version we're getting here and what the whole thing was supposed to be, the, the, he was the fact that he's – yeah. He, the fact that he keeps coming back to get her. If, if he didn't right? love her, he was being romantic in, on some twisted level. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm saying is when you look at the actually because there's the animated one from a couple of years ago, the Batman Assault on Arkham, where he's trying to basically kill her in the whole thing because she's working with the Suicide Squad and that's when they're breaking into Arkham and stuff, which is yeah. probably the only other thing. I mean, to be honest. I mean, if you don't read comic books, that's the only other Suicide Squad stuff that's really readily available. Is um, that is it, that maybe the Justice League cartoon? That's about it. That's well, that. yes, you're right, right. But yeah. I'm saying is like. But, I mean, think about it. There's not, it's not like Suicide Squad. It's, if you said to someone, Avengers, there's a lot of Avengers stuff out there. You know what I'm saying? Suicide Squad is not something that – it's to me like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Guardians, unless you read Guardians of the Galaxy, and Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of an unknown property to most people going into that right, film. It was a brand new thing for people. It was like going to see the first Star Wars or something. They were just like, exactly. oh, okay, this is – okay. And then you just got the characters fresh and, and yeah. that, that went – I think and, DC's got to realize with what's her name, Margot Robbie. Yeah. Robbie. Yeah. 
They they need to realize, and and her character is very similar in appeal to Wolverine. They've got a Hugh Jackman here. She's she's yeah. like born to play that role. She did a, she I mean she just was, she just embodied the role. Yeah. So they could they could, if they make movies around her characterization, even if the movie even just around her good, shorts, you know, they're they're going to do really well, and they're going to be probably. At the worst, you know, good pulpy mo- movies, you know, good uh-huh. just like matinee movies it, because and, and you know, and they might as well for the, you know, while she's still old enough to play the role for they, they could build 15 years more of Harley Quinn movies out of her and they probably all be pretty, pretty watchable because I could watch, I, you know, I could watch her character, you know, I, I think she was the most interesting character in the whole you know in the whole movie mm-hmm. and well yeah i mean every scene she's in she's stealing she you can't not watch her she was loving screen. it she was enjoying yeah. the hell out of a being uh, right character yeah i thought she From had she, moments i thought she had moments in there where she was she they showed that some part of her is still that psychologist where she goes to dead shot oh typical so psych typical sociopath typical typical psychopath where he says, no, what I don't love anybody or anything like that. Or when she tells El Diablo, you got to own it and all. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that that so, yeah. But, you know. what I'm saying is, yeah, because we, the thing is, but with we were able to do is what I'm saying. Was she, her, there's there's actor, actors and actresses who you just you just can't take your eyes off on the screen. She, her, her, at least her in this role, and compared to the other role, I mean, in other movies, she does a lot of taking her clothes off. Is pretty much what she's known for before this, or being when you know, kind of like an object. She's nude in like what two thirds or three quarters of all the other movies she's ever been in, or partially nude. Here, <laughs> it was what she's in Tarzan. She's, she's well, okay. She's well, like she's like Hugh, she's like I'm telling you the 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 parallels to Hugh Jackman and Wolverine are all there you know yeah. I mean there, there's there's a certain they've they've got that certain they're gonna bring I mean she's gonna bring just on sex appeal alone men and women to the to the yeah. movie theater right but I'm saying but but she didn't have to get actually physically naked and again they are still exploiting the way she's dressed to you know for that that the, the sexuality that's there which is okay i mean fine that's what it is which when you look at any time she's of, portrayed it's baked it, into the character it, too yeah, it's in the character right what i'm saying is but you actually were able to just focus on her as an actress doing what she you know living in that role it wasn't you know uh it wasn't like you know whoever you want to pick playing a character it was her you know, be, being this thing, you believe that that woman right there is insane. When, a lot you know, of actresses when she... could have done a fair. I mean, the thing the thing about Harley Quinn is, if you chew up the scenery a little bit and get the lines right and get the Betty Boop accent, you could yeah. pull it off. But she 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 owned it. She she she's a good enough actress. I agree with what Sean said that she can switch between the crazy and the yeah yeah the the intelligent person is still behind there, and you can see no yeah. she's. She's put more thought into a into a, a you know a, a DC comic character <laughs> yeah. than than most people have. You know, most people could take the Harlequin character and go, okay, there's a sort of hot topic aspect appeal to her. You know, I mean, the, the, she the, really the, did her homework. I mean, if they are to make a movie with Harley Quinn, I ex- I expect nothing less than what she did in this movie right. she owned it she, she, and I she loved set the bar every and minute of it even as a woman I love 
loved every yeah. single bit. They, yes. they could have had another Harley Quinn, and it would have been it would have been good. But now they're probably not going to be able to cast another. Har- they you no. can't do a serviceable one after this. No. Well, no. the thing was, right. and they had Emma Roberts lined up to, for the role. Emma Roberts was ready to take this. They offered it to her, and the only reason she turned it down is because she was shooting screen uh, screen queens. Um, so she couldn't do that. She was starring in that. So she's like, well, I can't do both. I'm going to have to turn it down. And then they went through like a litany of actresses. It's just like anything else. It's just like when we talked about things for like Nightmare on Elm Street and things like that, like all the actors were big names now. They went through a litany of actresses who they went through and they finally decided like, now this is the only person who fits this role the way we want to do it. The problem was is if Emma, if Emma Roberts isn't going to make Scream Queens yet – then I don't know if they keep going with that process. They were set that that was who their Harley Quinn was going to be. And I think what happens then is, again, it changes the whole, it changes the movie because different actors, different actor, different roles, they change things. But I think part of what's going to happen, and um, it's it's probably turned into a meme now going around. It was, it said, uh, it it was, was it, uh, what, every, everyone's going to love, everyone's going to want to be Harley Quinn for Halloween or something like that. It was just like a funny thing and it showed like a giant fat guy dressed like Harley Quinn uh, kind of thing. Like, because, <laughs> yes. because it's so, because she, she steals it. I mean, yeah. Will Smith is Will Smith and he's yeah. going to give you Will Smith acting. And the other people, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, except for the fact that originally Tom Hardy was supposed to play Flag instead of Joel Kinnaman. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, which would have been very different, a very different role. Um, oh, yeah. you, know, you know what I'm saying? There's no one in there that you're like, oh, my God, that like, I mean, there are names that you might recognize, but they aren't top flight names. Will Smith is the biggest name in this movie. But let's be honest here. Like, uh, you know, um, uh, Margaret Robbie is the star. Right. Of, she's becoming the star. You're seeing her become a star if they can keep her doing these movies now i think they signed on forever i don't know like a three or four pictures deal whatever they signed they got to make sure that they're putting out things that are going to use her to her best ability and not make her a secondary character in another movie but make her own movie get people in the put put she'll put butts in seats i don't think you you have to worry about i think i i i think yeah ray charles could see that that like if you're gonna pull anything from this movie, that's what you're gonna pull out pull out of it, you know. Like a bl- like like a blind man in an orgy, you'd have to like feel things out. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Now, now speaking of that, and I'm gonna change subjects here just a little bit. The what, what I felt was the worst scene in the movie, uh, uh, and, and it, it's funny finding out after the fact that Zack Snyder actually directed the scene that I hated. Oh, and that no. was yeah. the the flash guest appearance. Flash. Uh, that that oh. was shot by Zack Snyder. Oh, it was so funny because I just I hated it, and I, I still I still don't like what they're doing with the Flash. And honey, what did I say to you when when See, they showed you, him you on screen? You didn't even think it was the Flash. Yeah, you didn't even think it was the Flash. Because the outfit and no, I sure didn't. I was like, no, it's not. Needed to be a couple it, seconds longer, if anything. I mean, if you're gonna bring him in. Did you look at his Show outfit, fight or his something. helmet, his uh, that covers his contact. head? It didn't even look like the Flash's helmet or or his suit. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the the Snyderverse look of him either, but I still think it was cool. There was him busting Captain Boomerang, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I, I mean I, I mean 
I didn't really have a problem with that scene. I thought it was funny. I thought it was entertaining. I, 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 I kind of think it was like, so you come to America, rob a diamond exchange, and the first thing you do is kill your partner. You're a wonderful human being, Captain Boomerang. Don't ever change. Yeah. Uh, but, and again, I, I thought it was like, yeah, they had him captured. It seemed like he was captured a while ago. That's kind of why I got thrown off when he shows up in a bag at the, when they're all going off into the city. But, again, it, it didn't bother me, and I, I, I guess I could take Zack Snyder in small doses. So. Well, the Flash showing up does kind of, it did kind of create a little plot hole for me that if, if yeah. Barry was, you know, so already active, you know, I, I would, yeah. wouldn't you think he would run into the big swirling trash heap in the sky that... Oh, yeah, well, where was Batman? He's about to destroy the world. <laughs> no, seriously, where was, right. where was Batman? Where was Wonder Woman? I mean, because those two should have shown up. Yeah, uh, I would think, yeah. Yeah, it's like, uh, guys, we just stopped Doomsday. Oh, what the hell? Midway City is uh, going Doomsday. up in smoke. I'm just going to real For quick... we know, they could have been cut out. I'm going to real quick just give very few props to Batman vs. Superman for having... I, I think, you know, Avengers Ultron included. Um, I think we're all kind of sick of the faceless hordes. Yeah. You know, the the Chitari, the, the Ultron robots, and... The, the bubble people in this the one. Bubble, the the what were they? The uh, they reminded me of Power Ranger. Putties. Build, it's putties. That's it. Yeah. yeah that's, I've seen other people call them. It was the putties. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I mean, the thing is, it's one of the. It's. Did anybody else notice they went through this whole big scene of them capturing the second team, the Beta team, and they bring her before the Enchantress, and she she turns them into her minions. Yeah. I didn't see what purpose that scene served. Like, was there supposed to be something more? Did she learn some secrets from them? Or, no, no, we're just going to take five minutes here to show her turning them into putties. Yeah, like, well, I think they, 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 they were trying before. to show us that well, that's why that crew, because the first wave they fight are all the civilians. They don't have any weapons. Yeah. Right. The second, when, when Deadshot's on top of the car and he's picking off every single one of them, they yeah. all have the weapons. And I think what they're trying to do was, again, remember, and this is, this is, and this is I think, the, the thing here. Like, you have... Audience, an audience who you have to assume isn't going to figure any of this shit out because yeah. they already couldn't figure out that Joker wasn't dead. They couldn't figure out anything else. Like they need to be spoon-fed crap. So if you kind of just show they were captured, and all of a sudden they have guns. You're like, and they, I mean, one of them said, "Hey, wait, this is you know what?" They could have pulled a dog tag off one of them and had the same thing. Like, this is you know Colonel whatever the fuck his face is, you know whatever. Well, that also served to justify what I remember Amanda Waller's line later. You know, she got a boner for the idea of, you know, these easily available soldiers, you know, that yes. that can yeah. get up after a headshot and, you know. Yeah, I just, I think I'm also, that's one of my biggest, it's kind of one of my biggest complaints is I, it's the reason why I, I like a, a Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. They set her up to be such a badass. They had her kill all the people she'd been huddled in that bunker with, with <laughs> no problem. Why couldn't you push the button on the heart? Yeah, I... I pragmatic. Why didn't you put... You could have ended this. I, I Maybe she just didn't want to give up, yeah, the power, basically. Yeah, the power, yeah. yeah she sure. wants yeah. the ability... Even, yeah. then, even then, she's <coughs> shown that, yeah. no, it's, she has... I, I, guess, I guess it's kind of because I'm kind of looking at her more of a thing as... She's pragmatic. You know what I mean? She, she's willing to do things like... And it's like... Oh. Yeah, sorry. No, um, I was just saying, oh, for sure. I, I totally agree. I mean, she should have pushed the button. Because the whole thing is, she knew the situation was out of control. Yeah. She knew the Enchantress was out. 
And again, I'm also in the mindset. So the box reacts to the Enchantress walking towards it when it's in Amanda Waller's house. It doesn't blow up when her brother grabs it. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Comic book magic. See, I no, think again, I, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's a thing of if you're going to establish that this big MacGuffin is, can't be getting near and only Amanda Waller can open it, that's fine. But she's also already shown she's willing to do what it takes to clean up her messes. And to me, her blowing up that heart would be like, no, I'm cleaning up this mess. This operation's foobar. Yeah. You know, uh, it's like, look at the whole ending with Batman. Uh, I need your help covering up my involvement in this. People want my head. Yeah. It's like, if you just push that button, you would, I mean, granted, there would be no movie and we have to deal with that, but, you know. <laughs> it would have been what he called. He would have pressed the button and be like, what? Back to jail we go. You know, kind of. No, but again, they also said something online where, where when she was stabbing the heart, she took some of her brother's power, and that would have made, you know, oh, well, I, I thought I killed her, you know, or something like that. Yeah. But, right. yeah, so it's, it's, it's to me, that, that's one of the things, like, it, 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 it sours a good performance, is that you build up this person as this, and she doesn't push that button. That and the fact towards the end of the movie, she she had that device where it had all of them on it. She could have blew up their heads. Yeah. At the end of the movie, she just comes out of the helicopter showing that she survived. And she's all, you know, just went through a horrible ordeal. And she's still doing the threatening when they could have just wiped her out there and then and took the damn device from her. Yeah. So all that doesn't make any well, damn sense either. But well, I loved the idea of where she was going with with her character. Yeah. I mean, I but, thought Wilson had the best line there. How the fuck are you still alive? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's like, wow, you actually addressed the thing that doesn't get addressed in movies. She was underwater with alien tentacles in her head. How did you survive the entire thing collapsing? You know? But again, it's... Yeah, I guess I mean, the it, same way Joker did. Because well, comic books. I mean, I mean, the Joker, I didn't... I expected to... I mean, it seems like they're going for more of uh, the comic book Joker where he dies in some way. We have no idea how he could survive it. He just does. You know? No, it, well, it's like in in uh, the series Gotham where they show uh, Joker dies, but yet he lives. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, I, I, I mean, I totally that's feeding off a little bit of what Jason was saying earlier, but... It, how in the hell can you say you didn't know Joker was alive? Yeah. yeah. You know, he just exists. He is the spirit yeah. of. I mean, you just get that. Well, as far as the cutscenes, I, I read there was one where he comes back with his face all fucked up, too, like burnt, yeah. you know, because yeah. of the crash, which. Yeah. Which would make perfect sense. Yeah, but I mean, I guess whatever. They, they wanted a fresh faced Joker for the next movie he's in and decided to scrap that. I mean, <laughs> I, I, think, I think my kind of one of the biggest problems I have with the film is you know who's going to die yeah. from the beginning of the film. They, they, they tell you, you Slipknot, he's going to be the first one to die because he didn't get an elaborate backstory. Yeah, yeah. El, just El got a Diablo, red shirt to wear. Yeah, El Diablo, uh, he's not going to survive this because he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to do this anymore. He's, he's, he's the one that has to atone for killing for his kids. Right. So, yeah. And again, it's like... So he's the one that's going to sacrifice. They're not killing Will Smith. Because he's Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're not gonna. They're not. Margaret Robbie's Harley Quinn's not gonna die because, as I think we've been saying, she's sort of the face. She's one of the new faces of the franchise that they want to build on. 
if they're going to move anything beyond, you know, the big two, Batman, Superman, and even Wonder Woman, she's kind of like a face going forward. Yeah. Captain I Boomerang. Sure hope so. Yeah, Captain Boomerang, he was he was comic relief. You know? Uh, he was the comedy relief. He was there to make you laugh when you weren't looking. Killer Croc? I guess maybe. Underused. Well, Killer Croc was, yeah, well, Killer Croc was a last minute change. Originally it was uh, the shark guy. I forgot his name. Oh, King, uh, King Shark. Oh. King Shark. King it was Shark. supposed to be King Shark, and the problem was... I'm kind of glad they didn't it was, go with it was, that. Well, no, but the reason why they didn't... The only reason they didn't go with King Shark was they said, well, how are we going to realize this? And they said, well, it's all going to be CG. And they're like, oh, all going to be CG. Shit, they did it on work? TV Flash pretty well. They could have pulled well, it no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying is, yeah. they were saying we can't really do this. Well, could we? What? who could we replace this? How about Killer Croc? And the thing is with Croc is that it's all an appliance, it's all physical makeup on them, um, and then the rest is all whatever, it's painted. But the whole point was they said that that would be much easier to deal with because there's less CG having to be added in. That's really the entire reason it was was changed. Yeah, it's the difference between a $150 million movie and $200 million movie, basically. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like, and, again, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's, Again, you could see who was going to die and who wasn't going to die, and it kind of, looking back at it, bothers me. That can be said about pretty much any superhero movie nowadays. It, it is, so, I but, mean, it, it's by necessity, you know. No, I I, I get that because they're, they're, we all if, – if, if you're going to a movie with a suspension of disbelief, you're able to buy that, you know, a man can fly, Tony Stark can build something in a cave full of scraps, uh, Captain America is like – he literally is everything he says he is. You're not cynical about it. Yeah. But how do this? You've already done the unpredictable thing of, in the second movie, spoilers if we're this far in, you killed Superman. I know he's not dead, but you killed him. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, for everybody else in the universe, he's dead. Surprise us. I, uh, I mean, would, would, would you imagine, imagine the shock on the audience's mindset if, yeah, they get to the end and, and uh, what's his face, uh, Will Smith says... How the fuck are you still alive? And she presses the button and his head explodes. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? Wow. Yeah. This, this, this. She's not taking any lip from you. She still has leverage on. You still all have bombs and her finger is faster than you guys can move. The one guy who could have stopped her, she killed first. Yeah, it would have been a bold move and probably pragmatic move because Will Smith, you're going to less likely get back for sequels right. to stuff. He's less of an iconic villain I think of Batman or any of them than probably even like Killer Croc's a very iconic yeah, Batman no. villain now um, and you know if you want to use Boomerang down the you got a Flash movie coming up if you want to have the rogues gallery Rose, going on yeah. um, which they fucking that's better why, that's why nothing happened to him is that I suspect he's like the whole thing is like and he kind of again he feels out of place because again everybody gets something like Will Smith uh, Deadshot gets to see his daughter um, Harley gets her cappuccino machine. Killer Croc gets BET, which was like vaguely racist. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it was like it was well, like again the all the stuff that was cut. It ties directly into all that. The yeah. stuff that was cut out because it goes into him being African American and him being outcast and him being all those things like that that was all cut out of the the movie. Right. All of that was again. It doesn't make a ton of sense at the end. It's just kind of like like it got a chuckle from the crowd. Everyone laughed, and yeah. I was like, "All right, it's fine." 
But you kind of like, there must be something before that, which is what it was. Yeah, there's some pretty extreme stereotypes in there. I mean, they, they went right to the stereotype book for most of the characters on this. Yeah. I mean, Will Smith is wearing a pimp hat, for fuck's sake. Oh, yeah. Okay. And what drives me nuts? They did break. He, and he pulls it off. He does. You know, he'd make a great pimp, but um, come on. They did. They did break a stereotype, though. Panda Man wasn't an Asian man under that costume. <laughs> that's, that's true. Well done. Well, now the question is: Did did, did Panda Man survive? I, I doubt it. You was know, he well, even on the helicopter? I don't, I don't think know. he was. I, I'm with like maybe I think it was maybe Sean that I think the Joker killed all his henchmen off screen somewhere. Yeah. What I just <laughs> hate is whenever there's a young male Hispanic guy, somebody. And it's always like a sort of tense moment with somebody who doesn't like him is going to call him essay. Yeah. And the, every time that drives me, as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh my God, that prison guard's going to call him essay. Uh, in, 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 in a way every that's just sort of like a fuck you, you know? Yeah. No, saying essay is like, all right, dude, you know, but saying way. You know, that's that's completely different. That would be unacceptable, and he would have pulled out a can of, you know, whip ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's I mean, it's it's sort of like it's sort of like if you're a prison guard and you call the black guy homeboy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No problem, homeboy. And it's just like, yeah. All right. I mean, granted, I mean, granted, the guy playing the lead guard was he was every stereotype of yes. every lead prison guard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ever made. I could, I could, I kept, I kept expecting this Richard Keel say, "We get to play the guards." You know, it felt like that whole nine yards. He's like them. every <laughs> other meal that Hannibal Lecter ever had. Yeah, and it's like that's why I was expecting like him to get a payoff because we were not supposed to like him. He was an asshole. Like somebody was pointing out the scene, like when they're doing the, the opening with Harley, and he starts saying, "What do you want today, darling? Strawberry, chocolate, or vanilla?" It's kind of, you realize, she's not tasting any of it because they're forcing it through her nose into her stomach. Yeah. You know, with the whole force feeding. It's like, wow, you're just an ass. You have no reason to hate these people as much as you do, but you do. You need to get your comeuppance, and he didn't. And that's why it, it like, bothers me, you know? Yeah. Well, it was kind I of... I got a feeling it, it's, floating on, it's floating on the deleted scenes. I got a feeling it's there. Yeah, you I know? actually thought it was kind of a cool scene when, he, you know, de- they handed Deadshot the gun in the tryouts there. And he's and, just gonna shoot him, yeah. Yeah, and he's and you know, <laughs> twisted logic as it is, he's like, motherfucker, I've known you for like nine months, and you're just gonna, <laughs> you don't yeah. even know this woman, and it's like, well, there's twisted logic there, and maybe that actually is like, yeah, he's got a point, you know, this guy's closer well, I mean, to closer yeah. to being straight with me than this woman is, and she's the devil. Well, I mean, that's actually one of the scenes I actually like where it, 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 Will Smith is talking and Flag is nodding. And he goes, I'm not talking to you. I'm yeah. talking to the boss. Yeah, yeah. That's the one right. next to you. You know, it's like. Well, I think. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, think think about that scene for a second, though, right? Um, with Because uh, Joel Kinnaman uh, uh, plays Flag, right? So he's there. It, I mean, he looks like I mean, he's, he's trying to be a total badass. Yeah. Now, think. Tom Hardy was supposed to play the role, but then he was making The Revenant, and he couldn't make the role. Can you imagine Tom Hardy standing there? Like, now you're like, that's a fucking bad... Like, I mean, Joel Kinnaman's yeah, not a yeah. small guy, but Tom Hardy ain't fucking around. I mean, let's forget that he was Bane. Let's put that yeah. aside, right? And no, let's forget his Max. max right? I'm saying, you all that aside. But just Tom Hardy himself, he's just a big motherfucking dude. Like, he's not going to play with you. 
and no. because th- you're kind of looking at him going i mean i'm, I'm not trying to be, be a jerk but like flag is like a bitch job lackey that's what he is he really didn't He's... sell it that he was the top special forces guy in the no, game that's, that, that was <laughs> exactly. yeah that was one of the things i was thinking no about. no and it's like the, the whole sorry somebody was pointing out somewhere somewhere that they have the whole thing. Waller's leverage on him is he's in love with June Moon. That was pretty thin. It's like, I would have preferred if Waller says, Flag, I know what you did in such as, uh, in Karak. Yeah, yeah. And his eyes just go wide. What, you didn't think we had drones? And you just see fuzzy footage of soldiers in the dark. And Flag's like, what do you want? Yeah. You know? And it's like, she just owns him. And that makes sense. And if sense it had been Tom Hardy... If it had been Tom Hardy, you would have just it fucking probably would have been something like that. Because just ended her right there. Because he he said it wouldn't have made sense. That relationship didn't make sense. The whole June Moon thing. No, no, no. And and, yeah. and, and, and an actor worth their salt would have said no. This isn't. Well, they were trying to be actor. clever. It's like, well, I've got the witch's heart, and she's got your heart. So you know, I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It really didn't go anywhere. And again, I'm also the mindset, so your brilliant plan is to go randomly put your brother inside someone when you could just teleport back and put it inside Flag. You know, the guy who knows everything that Waller does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but then she'd be doing her brother. Let's talk about the villain. She was problematic and formulaic. and Let's be honest, if the squad hadn't had Diablo with them, they're done. They're, they're done. Yeah, it's all over. They didn't have a genuine medical or the, or the they sword. Really didn't have any hope against this thing. Or Katana's sword. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's somebody we're not talking about. Katana. Yeah, she was badass. I loved she her. She was. Love the luck, and you know, give me a samurai lady any day of the week, and I'll. She was un- underdeveloped. Though. Punk, but. I wish they had more of her there. I really yeah. do. She I... just. <laughs> she was so badass. I loved it. And so let's think. Seemed... If, if, if you're talking about a Harley, sorry. Yeah, yeah but she like, would definitely be a, a downer. That's it. Yeah, like, she is a downer. Yeah. <laughs> but again, <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know, like, like you know, having Harley Quinn at a party would be kind of cool. Having Katana there, no, she'd be a complete downer. My husband's in my sword, <laughs> and I'm killing everyone who killed him. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, this, but, but Katana would work as one of those, quote, you know, the, the the heroes in the DC universe um, for the Harley Quinn movie. She could, she already has some kind of connection yeah. going yeah. on I there. She had chemistry. I mean, I the one thing I could say about this movie is the squad themselves had chemistry when they were in scenes with like. Like the bar scene is actually good because there's actual chemistry. Between That's one of my actors. favorites. Some of the, the quieter it, dialogue uh, scenes. Are, yeah, yeah, mine too. It was really, it, it was really great to see them uh, talking to each other and horsing around a little bit, and really Harley making, uh, you know, her her famous drinks. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and again, it's like I I think that that was one of the strengths that unfortunately suffers from the edits is. Oh yeah. They had good chemistry, and that's one of the reasons why I can't say this movie is bad. The actors and the character, and if I, um, and uh, via that, their characters had genuine chemistry. Like I thought, Will Smith and Margot Robbie were just hilarious together. Just the, the looks at each other, the sort of shrugs, like when he when he you know, he nearly killed her, and he's like, "Okay, you're back. Okay, I forgive you." Yeah, you know, stuff like that. It's like I love that relationship too. Yeah, they, it was good. 
Yeah. But yeah. they had some. They had chemistry already because they worked together on Focus. Right. Oh, which is like the previous movie both of them had done. Ah. Oh, right. Yeah. But again, it's like yeah. I, I I thought that there was like, again, there was genuine chemistry. I, I mean, it's the only thing is like I feel bad for uh, the guy who played Flag is he kind of felt the odd man out in that whole thing. It's like even Katana fit in better with them than he did. You know. True. And she also she also kind of just jumps into the movie. Oh, uh, here's a superhero on your side. Well, okay. I thought that was good. I'm glad they didn't like. I'm glad there was like a metahuman ish on the yeah. side of the light that they you yeah. know she has my back you know yeah and that she they didn't shoehorn her in as a criminal that was just no the squad and, it, too. and that was the other thing that's when they initially announced is like how are you going to do that because she doesn't really work as like having a member of the squad yeah you know. But again, we got enough of her backstory that I think she could be a supporting character in a Harley Quinn movie, like where Harley mm-hmm. kind of takes her under her wing and tries to get her to, you know, loosen up a little bit, just just a little bit, you know? Yeah. But that is pretty sad that you got Katana come in halfway in the movie and we began to love her character already and we we really don't get to know her that much. And then you've got Flag all the way through from the damn beginning and we still can't get into his character. That's no. pretty damn sad. Well, I think some of it, to, and, and not trying to shit on uh, Joel Kinnaman, but Joel Kinnaman played uh, the Ro- who played uh, Murphy in the remake of RoboCop. Right. I don't know if any of you saw that, but he certainly was no Peter Wellers in that role. You know what I'm saying? No. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. he's just, it's just the way he is. Dude. It's no. It's I'm, he, well, he, he's kind of just the way he kind of emotes and the kind of way he is and the kind of way he just he just kind of looks. He looks like he shouldn't be the leader. He should be the guy with him. You know what yes. I'm saying? Yes, yeah. Like, yeah. exactly. You know, yeah, he he doesn't he he, he should have been basically what what Clint Eastwood's kid was. He was the Clint Eastwood's kid was the extra. Uh, what's what's I forgot his name. I forgot the name in the movie. But Scott Eastwood plays one of the other guy. Plays one of the oh, other. Oh. Guys. Oh, the, the the one who blows himself up at the yeah. end. Yeah, they, right. Yeah. He, he could have been that guy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like Joel Kinnaman could have been that guy. But I think that's I think that's what happens though, because you don't get the guy you want. And it, and then sometimes, like like we saw here when uh, when um, Emma Roberts turned down the role, we get a, a you know something that could be much better. Yeah. Here they had to, Tom Hardy's our guy. That's who we want. But, oh, he can't do it. Okay. Then they go through a process. Now I don't know how many guys they looked at. Maybe they looked at 50, 60, 70 guys. But this was the one they they went with. He just doesn't emote leadership and strength. It's it's the reason why. Yeah, that's what, and, that's and, what I didn't get. They had Scotty. They had. I'm sorry, Scott Eastwood. Yeah, they had Scott they had Eastwood Scott playing Eastwood the role there, and they had this no. guy, and somehow they did. Yeah, they didn't they switch the roles. Yeah, I I think this is. I mean, uh, Chris and I have talked about this. Um, you know, we, we uh, before about mid, the mad the idea of Mad Max and and how Fury Road was really the Furiosa's movie, and it's not Max's movie. But at no time do you ever doubt that Tom Hardy as Max is the fucking badass thing. You aren't going to mess with him. Right. <laughs> you need that to be Flag. Flag needs to yeah. be the no. motherfucker who ain't playing. Especially now, when he's wrangling, you know, six other people that are exactly. mass murderers well, but, he, well, but he's supposed to be like that. I mean, think yeah. about this. Just, just think about think about the Predator, right? Schwarzenegger plays Dutch. Could you put someone else in that role? Yes. Would it have worked? Probably not. If you put Stallone in that role, you don't buy him as being the elite commando who's leading all the other motherfuckers in the battle. That's what Flag yeah. needed to be. Flag needed to be that guy. 
Yeah. You know? You know, now that, now that I'm thinking about it, I think even Common, if they would have switched places, oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. that Common would have even been a better flag than uh, the, I don't, I can't remember his Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, Joe yeah, Coleman would have been. Yeah. I yeah. think he would have at least portrayed a more badass motherfucker who would have got shit done. Yeah. Yeah. And no one would really want but to cross But then DC him. would have... But then everybody would have been down on DC saying they're just trying to copy Marvel by making common no, the next Nick Fury. No, hell no. If anything, no, that was a violent people, Davis. people would be oh, saying, yeah. damn, that's great. They're... they're they're putting more uh, black people in in greater roles. Damn, that's great. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. unfortunately, I, I, there I, is I a you. I'm just... contingent of the fan base that would fucking shit their bricks about that. That's for stupid. Reason. I mean, I mean, the whole thing is like, for example, it doesn't bother me as long as you pull off the role. Like Nick Fury being played by Sam Jackson has never bothered me yeah. because right. he plays a badass. It, it's exactly. Right. It's like it would be. I mean, I would have been outraged if they had cast like uh, Meryl Streep as Amanda Waller. I'm like, no, that's not Amanda <laughs> yeah, Waller. Yeah. Right. No, no, you need you need Viola Davis or CCH Pounder to yeah. play that character. Should, they even considered Oprah Winfrey. I think Oprah no, Winfrey was oh, up for the role. No. She would have killed us. She would have killed us. She's a good actress. Yeah, yeah. No, but you know, no, you know what it been like. And you in a car, and you in a car, and you in a car. And you have a bomb in your neck, and you have a bomb in your neck. <laughs> and I probably would have felt like I wanted a damn car. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It would have been. It could have. That could have been her big role that turned everything around, where she played completely out of character. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, she would be playing a strong woman. Woman, but you know yeah. she's like one of those I mean, people you don't. It's think not quite the ever, color purple anymore, you know. Right, you don't think she would ever do anything. Like, color me purple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, the color black and blue. The whole, the whole thing. Oh. Somebody, was talking, uh, somebody was. I was watching somebody who was talking about it in the review, and they were mentioning that one of the scenes they remember from the comics with Amanda Waller, when before she was introduced, is someone said to her, "You must be out of your cotton pick in mind." And she comes out, steps out, is like, well, the, you, you want, you, next time you say something about me as cotton picking, you're going to you know, basically you're gonna get a shoe up, you're going to my foot up your ass. It's like, <laughs> I could see Viola Davis doing that. Yeah, yeah. One of the generals yeah, says, you're out of your cotton picking mind, and she just looks at him, and he goes, oh, oh, I shouldn't have said that. That, that Amanda Waller would have just fucking capped his ass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of should just shoot him in the meeting. Yeah. Bam. Right. She's more I mean, ruthless than the Joker. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is, like, in a lot of ways, she, 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 they, they wanted her to be the secondary villain of the film, which she kind of was. But the problem is she's not a good villain against the, hi, opening another gate to another reality, which apparently someone chronicled. It's been done in, like, four out of the last five big tentpole movies for different companies. Yeah. Like, Ninja Turtles did it. The first Avengers did it, I guess, first. So they're kind of out of it. But it's, 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 it's. Literally, you can look at the last couple and of movies. The it's first like, Ghostbusters did the whole big light into the sky. Right. Horrible yeah. things coming out of it. more. Than... Right, but it's, it was like the, mo- the most recent, go- the remake did that, where there's a big gateway opening up and there's lights shooting in the sky. And it's like, again, it's like, it can, sometimes it can get trite, especially when it's like three or four mo- big movies in a row. And yeah. it's here, that's what it feels like. And it's like, again, I think a simpler, more down-to-earth villain would have worked. Yeah. Like again, if they were going after the Joker, 
Or yeah, Joker's like he—he's not above like blowing up a fucking city and shit. He would have, you know, no. maybe got himself Especially a duke if, and yeah. yeah. Well, or even just if you want to build the whole idea, like again, you know, this is before Batman v Superman. He gets his hand on a piece of Kryptonian technology the government seized. Yeah. Why they send on the squad in? Because we don't trust the heroes. And honestly, Amanda Waller's like, I don't want the Bat to know we have it. Yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. I mean, they they, well, they they don't they don't lie that she knows he's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like literally, I'm asking you because I know your secret, and I can blow you up real bad, Mister Wayne. Yeah. And he's like, and I could blow you up too, so yeah. we'll just help each other out here. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's why that that's why. Um, David Harbour plays Dexter Toller in the movie, Tolver in the movie, and he has the line, "What if the next Superman? What if Superman came and ripped the, you know, the, the the, the roof off the White House and grabbed the president?" Oh, right? Superman Two reference. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. Um, was- now the thing is, uh, for those of you, the, I mean, I don't know if you guys have watched Stranger Things yet, the the series yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, yes, That's, uh, I have. He- He's the he's the she- he plays the sheriff for Jim Hooper, yeah. and so we we my wife and I just watched straight we watched we watched the first half of Stranger Things, then we saw this movie, and Kelly's like that guy is that's the the because show you're thinking of him being like and he doesn't he doesn't play anybody in particular important in this movie, but like he's the he's the sheriff in the thing we're watching, and it's like funny you see him there because yeah. here he is here he's just like so casually like. What if you ripped the roof off the thing and stole the president? You know, it's like, I mean, obviously you have to, you know, some people get the reference to Superman 2 and some people (laughs) didn't. They just understand that. But isn't that the isn't that the whole idea? What you're setting up there is exactly what you were just saying. The um, the idea of having that Kryptonian technology, Joker's stolen it. We don't want Batman to know Superman's dead. Like we need to be able to control them. Now, she's now they 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 deal with that. They say, well, what if what if we can't control the the next the next super you know the meta human, yeah, and right. it, it would make more sense if that was what we were talking about. Enchantress is a very small character in the idea of the DC universe. Yeah. I mean, is is it is you know I kind of think it's very she here it makes like, she's portrayed as being very powerful even though things don't make sense all the time, but it would have made more grounded sense. And I think the problem with, with Suicide Squad, if you don't know what you're going into, you're hearing that, you're thinking villains, like, okay, this is probably something that superheroes shouldn't be involved in. Right. Well, you know, there's no reason why Wonder Woman couldn't have gone in there and kicked her ass, you know what I'm saying? No, like, this is, no it's, reason why Batman couldn't have gone, like, Diana, yeah. could you go take care of this? And yeah, she probably exactly. would out of everybody there because uh, it's Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. well, I mean, it's... Right. She couldn't find her plane. Oh, <laughs> you know, I just had a thought though, and if if, Mar- if DC really wants to, DC really wants to follow the Marvel formula, you know, which has obviously been successful for them, and they're doing the the stingers at the end of movies, so they're they're definitely kind of in that mindset. But given the stinger of this movie, if, if WB was smart, and we know this will never happen because they're not, um, but I think the the opening of Justice League should be the league. Taking out the Suicide Squad with Batman basically threatened at the end there. Yeah, I mean, I think that would well, be sweet. Like, I mean, because that's how you start. That's how the Avengers, well, not so much first Avengers, but the second, second Avengers is. You know, it almost starts I, out like a James Bond movie. Is that it's yeah. a, a big action piece in the beginning? You know, yeah. just to kind of yeah, yeah. give a good splash page and all that good stuff. And, I mean, uh, I, mean the, I mean, the biggest problem with that is, is as much as I like the Suicide Squad, it's kind of always been a thing, even in the comics, is. They're not heavy hitters. 
No. They're never going to be able to take on the Justice League. And in a lot of ways, there's a reason why it generally was Batman and other low-level heroes who interacted with them. You know, no, it's like they're not having... But they could team up with them. Right. And it would be, it would make for, you know, a decent movie as long as they do it right for a damn change yeah. and do it in order. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm saying, but and, wow. and if they were to kill off the, if they were to kill off Suicide Squad, you could get Will Smith to come back for whatever, like you know, like whatever many days is going to cost to get him back, and then you know he puts the mask on, and then you don't need Will Smith anymore because yeah, yeah. yeah. the mask is on, and then right. bam, he can get killed. You know, yeah. Deadshot could be could be done, and now you're like, oh, okay. Well, now Will Smith doesn't have to worry about the fact he's not playing the role. He just needs to be there for a little bit, going, all right, motherfuckers, you want me one more time? Here we go. And he just comes out of his thing, and they give him his gear, and he just puts the yeah. mask on, and then it's you know, Diana loses you know, his head off or something. Whoever you know. Well, but the thing is that, but like, like they're bringing him into whatever they're going to do, whatever it is. See, the thing is, the enchant, the idea of Enchantress, that's supposed to lead to Justice League Dark. That's supposed to be very tied into there, yeah. which is, I think, why they used her here. But if Deadshot's not going to be used necessarily anywhere else in the universe, and you don't have plans for him, because he's not a big, I mean, you you bring in Deathstroke and have the exact same character, basically, yeah. um, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> so, I mean, well, no, I'm saying. I'm, in, I'm in, but, well, but I'm saying, but in the in the grand scheme of things, you don't need Deadshot to be the guy. No, you can no. bring someone else in to take that same position, you know. And I think that's what they they kind of do. It's just like, um, well, okay. In case anyone, this might be spoiler alert if you haven't seen the GI Joe movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Duke is the main hero in the first one. Duke is not the hero in the second one because he's dead. No. You know, yeah. in the first five minutes. That, Sorry. I remember they had, to go back and, they had to go back and film more scenes because he wasn't in the movie enough, and I think his, he had just done the notebook or something like that. And they're like, oh, okay, we need to go give him some more stuff so we can, like, put him on the marquee as supposedly the lead actor, but he's not because he's dead, I think. Yeah. 20 and then, and then it, yeah, well, he, I mean, the thing is that it's the rock's in there and stuff, and the rock becomes the lead in the thing. That's what you do. You have Will Smith in the movie just enough to have Will Smith's name on the poster because Will Smith's name, I mean, it puts butts in seats because people like Will Smith and yeah. he dies for the first 15 minutes. You're like, what the hey, – Janet Lee's name is featured right in the front of Psycho. <laughs> yeah. Janet Lee's dead in Psycho. Sorry, folks. <laughs> Brian Cranston was on the marquee for Godzilla too. But. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, again, a lot of a lot of it comes down to. Um, again, I, I I think a lot of this movie changed because of Batman v Superman. I think that whatever movie they had planned, they had to change it. And I'm kind of sad we're never going to get to see whatever that other Suicide Squad movie could have been. Yeah, they weren't where they weren't dealing with global extinction event. And it's like, and again, you kind of see it in the movie itself. They're outclassed. But they say it. Yeah. We're not. We're not. We can't handle this. Yeah, they cut a goddamn uh, aircraft carrier in half. That was pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you I know like what that, else I thought was pretty becomes, impressive? That so important. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you look at like, they're just. You know, and again, Harley's just a human. You know, Deadshot's just a human. There's no metas, and oh, that's yeah. why El Diablo is so important there. <laughs> so, and then they lost them, and the, and the Enchantress. Sure. But go ahead, Beth, what were you yeah. going to say? Yeah, sorry, yeah. I was just going to say, you know what else I thought was really important? Um, 
the visualization of all the colors that they used. It may not seem like a very big deal, but the car that they used was awesome. Uh, The Suicide Squad uh, that was the poster with the face, and then they're used as the smile. Just the colors that they used were so vivid and yeah. so beautiful. It was fun to look at. It was, actually. yeah. I mean, there was a, lo- a lot of that was brought in as part of with the edits. That wasn't a part of their scheme early, early on. Well, I couldn't and help that, but notice it was fucking raining again and everything, and just oh, dark yeah. and this. But this is, again, this is this is no. this is how DC wants to make themselves different than Marvel. Mm. Marvel movies are in broad daylight; everything's well lit. You can see it all. DC stuff is dark and dreary and stuff. They're there's trying a, to make themselves different. There's an audience different. that loves that, though. You know, <laughs> yeah. Might I mean, even I, be I'm not saying fans. it's bad, but I'm not saying it's bad. But I'm saying, but that's the difference. It's like um, you find a happy medium too, though. I mean, you can yeah. Still... Well, and I agree. But True, like, but and like, even it's, though, it's, and I think sorry, Suicide Squad has a better yeah. palette than Batman versus Superman does. Oh, well, you, you mean color? Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, but, yeah, but in, in Suicide Go. Squad, I almost felt like I was in one of the Batman Arkham games. Yeah, and I yes. think that they were kind yeah. of for that. Sure. To <laughs> to get that recognition from the, you know some of the audience oh. to bring some of the people in. Yeah, it didn't bother yeah. me though. It's like I like the aesthetic of the Joker's gang just being randomly wearing masks. Yeah, being that. That didn't bother me, and again, it's like it's—it had a color palette, you know. I, I think I think yep. Chris has brought it up a few times, like in just anal- analyzing Zach's the the Superman of Steel and Batman v Superman of how muted everything in that is, how they like literally like take color out yeah. to make it more dark, and it's like here it's like the opposite. It's like there yeah. are moments where it's dark, but. Like Katana's wearing red, and you can see she's well, wearing red. They do the yeah, sort of exactly. ne- the Tron thing where it's dark, but there's but a nice visual. neon, bright, colorful lights lighting yeah. things and on things. So right. it's not just this overwhelming darkness right. or gloom. Like, there's a glitz to it almost. Yeah. And even like, when he doesn't have the mask on, dead shots in his nice <laughs> maroonish, you know, red yeah. armor. I mean, stuff. you also yeah. You get you get like the whole scene where they're putting the squad like getting them ready to go into the city out in the bright sunlight. Yeah. You know you don't with that scene of like would you do a scene like that where the Justice League is going to be no the Justice League is going to be fighting in the middle of the night in a storm no, a we're big, in a cloud of chaos no, you know please, no. it's, it's, <laughs> I I, it's because, I think I think what you're getting to the, and, and, and I I'm mean, saying is this Frank Miller is going to be directing that scene it's going to be yeah. a spirit all over again. Oh. Right. So but the thing is this, is that when you look <laughs> at... hope just drained out of me for, <laughs> when you said that. When, 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 you, when you look at the, the, the like any of the Captain Americas, the Avengers stuff, it's all that broad daylight stuff. And I think that's why when Daredevil premiered on Netflix yeah. and it was grimy and dark, people were like, ooh, this is different. I, I, to me, and I like the Marvel movies. I'm not someone who shits on Marvel and loves DC. or I mean, I like... I tend to like movies that entertain me, uh, you know, kind of thing. Um, but when you watch something that's different, when you see Marvel um, stuff and it's all bright and like out in the open, and I'm not saying it's like bright and cheery, but it's like they're showing you everything. And then you see something that's muted, it's more muted than that, in that being Daredevil, right? And maybe even, well, Jessica Jones stuff takes place all over the place. Okay. Her life is, you know, you know what I'm saying is, but like the, all the stuff of Cage, exactly. Like that whole, that's going to be. Yeah. 
sorry, I mean, what I'm saying is that stuff there is going to give you something different, and I think that different is some of the reason why. I mean, it, it's just. I mean, I again, whether you like it or not, it's your call. I happen to like everything I've seen so far on the on the D, on the Marvel side of the Netflix stuff, and I think Luke Cage is going to be good. I think Iron Fist is going to be good, oh, but it's I just see. different than yeah. their movies. And I think the problem is DC has got this in their head that like, well, we can make this dark and dreary, and it's that that Frank Miller kind of look to things that they have to understand that we need to make things a little different, and that's why the punch of the color here is good. What what will be the real tell is once we get away from, um, I mean, once we get to the Wonder Woman movie, that you know what, is is that going to be. You know, in the I mean, clearly on the island, it's going to be you know bright sunshine, whatever. But is yeah. she? Is it going to be the same thing? Is it going to be dark and well, dreary? Well, oh, Sean, we're not oh. getting you. Sean, yeah, hey, Sean, Sean you break it up, buddy. You keep cutting out. <laughs> yeah. Hello, hello, hello. Hola. Uh oh. <laughs> oh man, did we lose him? He's kicking the modem or something. Hopefully. So. I'm just, you know, it's just one of those things that you kind of look at things that are a little different, and, you know, if that could be. You there, Sean? Come on. <laughs> Come back Should we to be us. hearing this? Yes, I can oh. hear part of it. Uh, yeah. No, no, but should we be hearing that? Like, oh, come on. I mean, it really hey, you got to hit the mute like button before you do that on the there. podcast, but. I'm a, Yeah, I'm going to try and take. Guys up. <laughs> that wasn't me. That wasn't me. Usually that is me, Dick, and those that 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 kind of thing, but not me this time. Uh, so hopefully we can get you back. I don't know. We're about two hours here, kids. So maybe we should wrap this up. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to throw a couple real quick things there, Scott. I, these were just funny things that I I kind of saw were going through stuff. Yeah. Um, the the Joker's gold plated ivory handled AK forty seven rifle, right? Um. David Ayers is the the director, right? It's yeah. the the same gun that's in End of Watch. Really, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, yeah, no shit. yeah well, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, having I saw End of Watch a while ago, and I was like, and when they, I was like, I think I've seen this before, and I thought it was from the Savages, but when I looked stuff up, it was actually from End of Watch. Cool. And this was this was funny because uh, <laughs> someone mentioned Harley, really having uh, that she, she assisted in Robin's murder was on her stats. On Deadshot's dossier that goes up, right, it lists all those insane weapons. One of the weapons, potato gun. Yep, a potato that. gun is listed. Oh, which, yeah. Well, again, you, you have, you'd have to slow it down and go play with But I was just going through looking for, like, just, you know, information about the latest scenes. And someone said, yeah, it's on the list because they had a screenshot of it. And there it is. Potato gun is right on there. But mm-hmm. the AK-47, I could have swum. Like, I know it's from something, and it happened to be end of watch. I thought it was the Savages at first, but it wasn't, which is another good movie if you haven't seen it. But anyway, nice. sorry. Good catch. Those are just funny things. You know, on the vault, I'm the guy who always has the, like, tidbits of, like, crap that no one cares about. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, well, why don't you uh, continue and just give us a quick wrap-up. Uh, Jason, give us a final rating and what you loved and what you hated. and you know, if Sure. Great. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, I mean, we've been talking at this for a while. It's uh, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Um, it was nice to um, to see a movie in a theater that I mean, if, if I'm plunking down money to see a movie, I want to see something I enjoy. Um, that's why I don't go to the movies a whole ton. This was fun. I thought, you know, again, uh, Harley Quinn was, you know, is the star. Uh, you know, Deadshot was great. I loved the Amanda Waller stuff. Um, 
yeah, it's not perfect, but then again, very few movies are perfect. Um, I, again, I believe there's more of this movie sitting on a going to be on a bonus disc somewhere that's going to help. Like, oh man, they should have left that in. Oh man, it'd be great. And I think some of the problem is, um, you know, uh, the the backlash that's coming from people who are insane, you know, Suicide uh, Squad fans, compared to people who kind of just came into the movie cold. Not being a huge, huge, not a lot of knowledge about these guys, I enjoyed this. To me, I, I mean, I already pre-ordered it. I have a pre-ordered on DVD. Went to the Amazon link on the Choo Choo Freaks website. Cha-ching. I am the shell. <laughs> wait, wait till Chris lists all the stuff we bought. You're going to see cases of Ecto Cooler. That's I, have, I, buy all- yeah, I haven't done that in a while. So the Ecto Cooler will be you. Well, I just ordered four more cases of it. I ordered three cases originally and four more, and I'm sending four cases to my buddy who's getting married. I'm not joking. Dude, I buy every- we're buying beds through that crap. So anyway, what I'm saying is I pre-ordered to- – hey, I, I got to keep the lights on here. You're the only people willing to listen to, listen to me talk So, because um, my students have to be there. The uh, the idea is I'm I mean I'm waiting to see this again when it comes on DVD or Blu-ray I should say right and DVD whatever I want to put it in maybe it'll be an unrated director's cut maybe it'll have more stuff maybe it'll be watching the extras but I think the second viewing of this um, at least for me will help me kind of see little you know kind of because you I got again I want to get immersed in a story and be sucked in and I at times I'm gonna guarantee you I overlook things. Um, as being like, well, that didn't make a lot of sense. That's like, you kind of like, can just accept that. Yeah. And I think once you kind of that, I can see it a second time. I can like, okay, maybe that doesn't work as well here. But again, it doesn't make it any less enjoyable. So, um, you know, that's that's where I'm at with this. And it's uh, I get I, I just I know that there's a lot out there that we haven't seen. And eventually, like I think Honeywell said it, they're they're going to be some fan edits of all this cut together yeah. to make a whole new movie. You know, kind of like the dark side of Oz. And that still so. bugs me. I'm going to go next, I guess. But, I mean, I think I'm more willing to watch a director's cut of this one than I am B versus S because I'm just real fucking sore about that movie still. Um, <laughs> but And I, I wonder if I like this one more just because I'm less invested in the characters. But I I think after about the third, the first third of it, which was where the edits and stuff bugged me the most, I had a pretty good time during this movie. And... Weirdly enough, I think actually this discussion has made me retroactively like it better, which almost never freaking happens in these things. I, I almost like always like a movie worse than when I'm done analyzing it with you guys. But uh, this might be the exception to that because on my second viewing, I was able to you know put aside a little like yeah, the the whole Enchantress thing is kind of a really stupid villain for this, and we've seen it before. And the only missed opportunity I think they did with the Enchantresses, I would have liked to have heard maybe a little exposition or some speculation by like Amanda Waller and the military guys about how maybe this is the only thing that could beat a thing like Superman, yeah. you know, and just kind of tie into the, maybe he's, you know, maybe he's vulnerable to magic and that's why we need a magic user, you know, mm-hmm. and, and cult and why they wanted to cultivate her a little more than just, wow, she's really powerful because it looks like a really bad idea to, to go after this thing from minute Please. one, and it falls apart immediately. I mean, it's like Amanda's Waller's wow, worst just... call. You know? What, Brian? Yeah, it just actually caused something to flash up in my head here that I, I'm wondering why it was never discussed. So the, the idea is they're afraid of what could happen if someone like Superman were to come about, try to take over the place. And yet we, we know one guy that had it 
to find a way to kill Superman, and he's in prison, and he wasn't used. Yeah, oh, and that's well, I didn't even think of that either, but yeah. Yeah, I, I suspect uh, the reason why Lex wasn't used is because Amanda Waller knew the Bat paid him a visit, and he was being watched. Because be. everybody she has is all people she could grab without Bruce noticing. Yeah, so I'm good with that, so, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like if Lex went missing, or they plus, plus Lex, Lex is more like the Joker than the Joker is. No, here. So it's like, yeah. Last you know, we saw Lex, he was in Renfield mode. Yeah, yeah. So he may not Would've have been, been very good. useful. Yeah. Very... How much? Of that, how much of that was him and him just going? Oh, I had this Kryptonian machine. I just pour some stuff in it and it makes me a monster. You know, again, it, 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 I have, I, I'm kind of talking out of my ass because I haven't seen uh, Batman v Superman, and I have no intention of it if I can avoid it. <laughs> you sounded I, like you I, saw it. Okay. I, 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 I'm one of those people that because I'm not just because I'm not going to see the movie doesn't mean I can't find out about it. It's the internet. I can, I can read summaries. I can read other reviews. I can get an idea of what happened and know that I don't want to see this movie in it. I tried watching. I had a friend who had a copy because she was doing a review, and I couldn't get through it. Yeah. I literally uh, every scene this is stupid, and I just could I couldn't do it. I couldn't subject myself to actually watching the whole movie. Same thing with Man of Steel. I've seen enough clips, in particular. That I can't I, I can't even stomach the rest of them. That's me. I'm not trying to be a hater. People liked it. That's great. It's not for me. Yeah, hey. <laughs> yeah, I, I got one other question though for for Scott. Now you now aside from you, did anyone else see the movie a second time? No, I haven't had a chance yet. I have a five year old who wants to see it, but uh, we're fighting between this and Peach Dragon. <laughs> well, so. the, the, don't take the five. Yeah, I understand. Don't take the fight. Oh, no, oh, oh, yeah. wait, okay, I did, sorry, but I, the thing is, you gotta remember, uh, if you guys don't know, my five-year-old is the one, she watches, like, all the horror movies with me, she, like, we were sitting watching okay. all the child's play, my daughter, oh, yeah, this, this, this movie, this, is this movie is cake. For her. Yeah, oh, yeah, this is cake no, for her. No even my child, in this. Yeah. she, yeah, let's see, there's, there's, as long as there's no nudity, she, she doesn't, not that she has a problem with nudity, but in Piranha, her only issue she had, she goes, why did the girl get naked? I said, well, because they're going to skinny dip. Then I explained skinny dipping, and she's like, oh, oh, so he forgot her suit? Okay, I'm good now. That's her entire thing. She didn't give a fuck about anyone getting killed or anything, so this movie's <laughs> nothing to her, but she wants, she might want to see Peach Dragon, but then she heard there's an original, she goes, hmm, not really big on remakes, Dad. She's five. Uh, good, this is good. what I deal with. You're, you're raising so, <laughs> Sweet. You're, you're doing yeah. God's work. My, yeah. my, I, you kidding me? I have, cannibal, cannibal Holocaust showed up the other day. She's like, you want to watch this, Dad? I'm like, oh, you God. ain't not watching Cannibal Holocaust. No, <laughs> I got to no. draw a line somewhere. <laughs> oh, I know adults that want to watch that movie. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm playing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Sorry. make them die slowly. Yeah, but Scott, but not what I wanted long. to ask, uh, going, going back to my question. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> Us get derailed? But, Never. Brian? <laughs> go, go. So my question, my, yeah, my question there is, in the second viewing, did you find yourself maybe tapping your fingers or rolling your eyes while they were giving the exposition at the beginning over? Because it seemed like there was some repetition. Yeah, they, yeah, they, there was they, some they big repetition. everybody two or three times. Yeah, I don't know what it, they were thinking of. The first... It was bad editing. The first, yeah, the first two scenes before they got to Amanda Waller saying it were just like, yeah, really out of place. 
I mean, with Harley and, and Deadshot, and then they just go to Amanda Waller to introduce Harley and Deadshot again, and then everyone else, well, almost everyone else. Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was kind of, the first 30 minutes of the movie I really didn't like. Yeah, I, I think this is a movie that multiple multiple viewings might, yeah. That, it that didn't get any better. That, that part didn't get any better for me. The rest of it did. I, I said I was able to lose myself you know, a lot, a lot better in the score and and the narrative just flowed a lot better when it was linear. Uh, yeah, there, there's ways to do flashbacks and, and exposition and stuff, and they kind of botched it, in my opinion. Well, well, that's yeah. Yeah, it was almost. I mean, yeah, it was almost like I wish I could skip ahead of this. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Uh, I said. I guess I said. Oh, Beth, why don't you go? Just give us a quick wrap up. Sure. Uh, first, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed this topic of conversation. Yeah, it was absolutely. Really good. And, and uh, it's good to get the know, the estrogen point of view. <laughs> glad I could give that to you. <laughs> well, anyway, I I just I really liked the movie. As soon as we got out, I wanted to see it again. Because I felt that there were a lot of parts that I may have missed. And I didn't even have to go to the bathroom during this movie. I didn't want to. I wanted to hold it as long as I can because I didn't want to miss anything about this movie. <laughs> it kept me captivated and after the first quarter of the movie was over. I, I started to get really into it. And Harley Quinn, you know... I can't say enough how much I love strong women, strong characters who are badass. Yeah. Loved her in this movie so much, and I hope it makes her an even bigger star. She she just screams Harley Quinn to me. Joker, I can't wait to see more of his backstory in his own movie, hopefully, and more of Harley Quinn in it. I can't see those two separated, really. I'd like to see them in the movie together. I think he would hurt if he was only by himself. Um, I don't. I don't. Not not one bit. Yeah, I do. But anyway, so as far as... Uh, the rest of the cast, I think everyone uh, played a pretty good role except for Flag. Uh, I really feel bad for for the guy playing him. Uh, not because I'm not saying he's a good actor. It's just this wasn't the part for him. Yeah. Was... I think he could have been uh, better better used somewhere else. And um, as far as the rest of the cast, like... Uh, um, Amanda Wilder, is that her name? Waller, yeah. Yeah, Waller, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I thought her character was also a badass. You just didn't want to fuck with her. And I think that's that was good. She played it off well. I, I really can't say that don't I, work I, I would have seen either. it. <laughs> I really don't see Oprah Winfrey doing it that well, but then again, who knows? <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so, oh, Oprah would have been a distraction. Viola Davis is a great character actor, and she was able to disappear yes. into the part a lot better than Oprah would have been able to. And 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 CCH and CCH Pounder would have been able to do uh, made made me a lot of that role too. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. And she had done it in uh, Batman Superman Apocalypse, the not Apocalypse, mm-hmm. uh, Enemy 
I'm trying to remember the name of that one. It was uh, it's public, 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 public enemy. Public enemy. Yeah, she was. She yeah. was the voice of uh, of Waller. And, and wasn't she also and, the voice? Uh, and I think she was, she was the voice. Pretty in, good in that. She also might have been the voice in Assault on Arkham. I, don't, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Now, what's you interesting know, is Katana. This was her first film altogether. She had, she had not done anything else before this movie. Oh wow! Okay. Well, her too. Strong woman, another badass, and the short time that she was there, she she really commanded the screen when she was on, and it was good to see. It was she she was so on point. I love the visual color of the movie. I really did more than anything. I haven't seen a movie like this since Avatar on the color. Even though it's dark, it, you can really see it. And I think that really made a feel for the movie, and I liked it. I hope to order it soon. We haven't yet, but it's definitely on the agenda, and I don't mind seeing it again in the theater just to get the feel with everyone there. I think we. No one clapped at the end of the movie, but sometimes they do. Uh, and, and there were short parts at the ending that you want to stay for. You might not want to take your five year old to see it, but my nine year old loved it. <laughs> <laughs> is well, that Jason laughing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, my daughter is, you know, my daughter is not the typical five year old. If if you exactly. listen to any vaults, if you listen to any vaults of uh, the when we're on the vault and Chris and my brother and Hero and all, it's different. But I definitely agree with that. Yes, you're on point with all that stuff. Command functions are offline. Hey, I, I love was... I love when things just all of a sudden shit the bed. <laughs> I know That's, it. Is, is, is there, no almost, other, there's no other new? We almost Hello? made it out. We Hello. almost made it. Um, no, there was like I had like this weird little. It was like almost like everybody started garbling and then like. One person would drop off, and then and then everything just shit the bed, and I was just like, "Oh, okay." I was like, <laughs> "Damn, Perseus meteors or something." Oh. Did I say something wrong? No. <laughs> well, I saw Sean's signal fading there, and then yeah, everything went. So I don't even know where the hell we were now. Um, it's, it's goddamn. Scary. <laughs> that was most likely on my end, is because yeah. I'm saying the issue is that. Uh, Beth can hear Brian. He can hear her. We're like, where's everybody else? They're just there next to each other. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> we'll get uh, Brian, you wrapped up, didn't you? Hey, okay. honey, could you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Um, no, could oh, you I, hear me? No, no, no. no earlier, I, I could hey. not. Earlier, oh, I could not. shitting with you, honey. <laughs> oh, can, so. I, can you hear me? Well, I can hear you right now, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a long fucking week. All righty. <laughs> Okay, oh. my, my my closer on this basically says this, is that I, I enjoyed what I saw. It, it gave me what the trailers promised me. I'm looking forward to whatever they put out next. I hope that, you know, they, they can put, cut out all the bullshit that went on with this one and just, you know, let them make the movie they want to make. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, Sean, now that we have you back, <laughs> give you a yeah. chance to wrap up. Uh, okay, well, I, I like I said... um. I kind of went in this movie with the lowered expectations that I had because of all how I felt about the other two movies in this uh, cinematic universe. That definitely helped. Uh, that helped my uh, Yeah, it did. <laughs> um, I also was intrigued by the trailers, and I'm going to probably sound horrible here, but Margaret Robbie, something about her, just the more I saw of her, 
got me intrigued to see how her performance was going to be in this movie. Um, and I, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought she was great. I know everybody says Will Smith is playing Will Smith. I think at some point he stepped out of his comfort zone. He actually cursed. I mean, how often does he do that anymore? He doesn't really curse in movies anymore. True. Um, I thought, like I said, most of the cast, most of the core members of the squad had good chemistry. Viola Davis was, I mean, she's, she's, everybody's calling her the, this, this movie universes of the Nick Fury. Like, no, she, no, I, I was thinking about it. In the Avengers, Nick Fury took advantage of the fact that Coulson had died. Amanda Waller would have shot him. Yeah, said, Amanda would have been the one killing Coulson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she would be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Coulson. What? Bang! Loki did it. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, that's, and that's a nice difference to have. Yeah, she was the Robert Redford character. In this <laughs> yeah. Movie. She would have oh, been like, yeah. totally, she would have been part of Team Hydra. What? We're taking over the world to protect it? Sure. She's just, got a just, winner. Just go She's got a winner yeah. soldier tucked away somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing. Uh, but I enjoyed it. It's a flawed movie, unfortunately. Um, a lot of that comes from the edits that were made, some of the choices made with the story in terms of the villain. And honestly, just just it, a lot of it comes down, like it, as I was saying, the edits. The edits are what hurts this movie. Studio what, interference, it, I think, is the big yeah, monster in all of these. It's not, I don't see things. I, I'd have to see what, the, the, what was excised. Because yeah. I can't just blanketly say it was a studio made mistakes. Like no, occasionally they actually know we shouldn't do this. Because I've seen too many times where directors are not told no. I love Quentin Tarantino, but guy needs to sometimes have an editor come in and like tell him, Quentin, you can't do that. You know. But in this case, I think it's just it's just general edit editing editing uh, mess editing bad editing. Really some some not really well-developed characters, such as Flag and the Enchantress, and really a lackluster final act. And that's what hurts this film the most. Yeah. Um, other than that, it's an enjoyable film. I would not mind seeing it if they decided to do a Suicide Squad 2 where they take on someone a little less world-ending, you know? Yeah. Maybe maybe Waller sends the squad to get Harley back. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, but, that's uh, my big difference is I, I flat out would not recommend people go see B versus S and, you know, no, I won't, at I, least I until whatever the director's got fixed or didn't fix, you know. Yeah, I, I, I've seen the people's complaints about that. They're milking that for money, too. You can only buy it. You can't rent it. Yeah, uh, yeah, fuck them. I, I, I saw some, <laughs> some, some, some uh, mutual... The, the um, scenes will show up on the internet eventually. Fuck them. If they haven't already, but... Yeah. Um, no, but ultimately, I would say go see it. Uh, if you don't, don't go expecting to see some major rene uh, renaissance of superhero movies. Go expecting to see a, a movie that's fun at times, and uh, you should come out of it fine. You shouldn't come. I didn't feel like I wasted my money, so that, I guess that's a, that's a bonus for any movie. I don't feel like I wasted my money or weren't, wasn't bored. I'm I'm fine. This movie was okay. You know, it, it's nothing new under the sun, but We'll see where it goes from here. I just hope that they keep some of the the colors and some of the energy in this movie would be great if you could see it in Justice League or... I think they learned a, a couple lessons from B versus S and then they ignored several as well. Um, yeah. But, so I think it's some better, it's some decent world building and, yeah. you know, assuming they can still use these characters and do... So Rob, no, I mean, I'm, I'm with Chris in that I think Margot Robbie 
it's an iconic performance, and if they don't utilize her, oh, they're yeah. just flat I, out fools. I, mean, so. I had I had some issues with it in that I thought she was trying to channel a little too much Arlene Sorkin with the Puddin and Mister J. The Puddin's what really like it's like I get it. You only she only calls him Mister J once in that scene where he's about the shocker. Yeah. But the Puddin thing was a little. It felt a little. It's about the only thing that felt forced in that performance. It's like. I'm sure she could have come up with a better pet name. The Mr. J, you know too, that, was the only time she really you know. turned on that accent, too. The yeah. Mr. J, yeah. you know, it was a little yeah. more reserved through the rest of the movie. Yeah. And it's pronounced. Like, it's like, yeah. yeah, and it's like, I get it. Like, she wasn't really talking with the, the Holly Brooklyn accent that yeah. she has. But other than that, I thought the performance was great. It was, she showed that she wasn't completely, she's insane, but she's, some part of her is still there and is intelligent. She's not stupid. She's not just giggly, giggly, I'm crazy, she's no, she's more dangerous than the Joker because Amanda Waller says it right. She's more dangerous than him. Why? She still has her brain. That's why I was psyched that Beth was going to be in on this and give us her opinion because it could be construed as a very sexist stereotype performance and, you know. I'm sure someone would see it as that, you know, especially if they don't know comics, but she played this role so wonderfully she didn't only just show sex appeal the woman shows she can fucking act yeah yeah i mean i mean i think probably my she was favorite. good and you, you know, know unfortunately you know she's that... gonna be <clears throat> i just wanted to say real right. quick unfortunately she's gonna be snubbed like all these superheroes movies are even though when there's a great performance they don't even even they don't ever even get mentioned yeah and no. unfortunately that'll be the sad point in this particular movie but they, they've given their one oscar to a superhero you know villain in this century so that's that's about yeah, all we're gonna get it's a yeah but it's not yeah, enough. It, yeah. i'm but sorry you know go that ahead. You, I was just saying, you know that a million girls, a million teenage girls are going to be walking around with those pudding, uh, whatever you want to call it, that, that she had the, Choke. the, the chokers. Yeah, the daddy's yeah. little monster. It wasn't a bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> cho- yeah, the pudding choker. Right. I mean, you know, you're going to see a ton of those out there in the world. You go outside now. Hey, I'm all for that. Um, Mr. Honeywell, <laughs> why don't you wrap us up tonight? Uh I always say this in the in these movies is I'm a I'm I'm a sucker so I'm easy to go it's easy for me to go in there even with a bad movie and like totally just sort of let myself sink into it and suspend disbelief and then tear it apart afterwards or yeah. or whatever but this one like usually it's a big strikeout if it takes me out of it by like a horrible script or, or something or bad lighting where I'm like trying to figure out where the lights are. And this one, it was the editing. But once that first act sort of, and, and the first act is, is chopped up as it is, you can still see that there was something compelling going on and the, and the character and the characters are good. And the script is pretty decent for what you can tell of what's left of it in its chronological order, or original state. So by the time you get past that first really hacked up first act and and the end is is a is pretty by the books superhero boss battle sort of thing. Um but it's still it has nice character moments that I never 
board and I never felt that I was, you know, getting yanked out of it. So it, I would give it a, a positive review as a, as a matinee. It's, and especially from someone's point of view like me that's not invested in, in a lot of the characters. There was probably something really good in, in there. Or I wouldn't even call it a hot mess. It's it's watchable on the on the good watchable side for me. Um, I I I wish the studio had just had faith in the director that they hired, and and let him be who he was and see where the the the, the cards fell or whatever fell <laughs> the dice fell. Yeah. See where the sticks fell, and and I think the it probably would have been the benefit of the movie as far as the movie goes, and even with box office and stuff. I don't think all their meddling and stuff saved this from like being a total disaster. As a matter of fact, it it was trying to push it towards a disaster. Yeah, yeah. it's a testament to whatever was there originally that it didn't go into that 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 zone. Well, you know, it's it's just to add one last point. It's it's supposed to be the dirty dozen with supervillains, you know, which is a pretty damn hard formula to fuck up. If you well, just... if you follow that formula, and if you follow the formula of this sort of idea, everybody should be dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, obviously, as we talked about earlier, we can't do that with a superhero movie. But, right. Hey, uh, really quick, did anyone um, hear about the Rotten Tomatoes score that they gave it, the percentage that they gave Suicide Squad? Yes, yeah, that whole yeah, yes, yeah. That's actually been the okay. subject of a lot of, a lot of. So, yeah, there was a, there was a lot are, of discussion on that before the movie came out. Okay, but now, being who we are, what what would be the percentage that each one of you would give it, like a Rotten Tomato score? Where would you score this? Yeah, but Rotten Tomatoes isn't, I mean, the percentage on Rotten Tomatoes isn't, like, how good the movie is. It's just basically the percentage of people that have reviewed it that have given it positive or negative. So, right. So, and, I mean, I, I... Like, a movie could be, like, a 99% Rotten Tomatoes, but everybody gave it a just sort of over-the-edge, like, yeah, it was a good movie. It's still yeah, 90 Yeah, but most of the people that are giving those scores don't even... Uh, aren't into comic books. They don't really if, care for these type movies if I was a critic that had to watch a million movies and had no investment in comics or interest in it I would probably be along the tomato line of 30% on this yeah. movie I would be like yeah I, why would I even bother but being into that sort of material, it, 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 you know, all of a sudden it, it, it strikes different chords in me. So I would, like myself, I would give it like a 60. Yeah, it's to go between 50 and 60 percent. I mean, that's. See, it's, it's, I was along like 75, 76 percent. Yeah, yeah it, it, it's, not, it's not an F it's, to put it in numbers. It's like it's maybe six, high 60s, low 70s for me. Solid so, C plus, B minus, yeah. you know, yeah. C plus. <laughs> See, which is a movie minus, that we yeah. would all like to watch again. So that says something about this movie. Unfortunately, DC got too involved, and it could have been better. Well, hopefully, I mean, it burned up the box office, you know, in the beginning. It's probably going to have nope. kind of the drop. And it wasn't. Yeah, it, it doesn't need to make as much money oh. as B versus oh. S was expected to, but. 
I think this movie is what people were saying. Some people were saying B versus S was was like, oh, B versus S is a a clot is you know is a really good movie, but it got messed up, and that's what's wrong with it. Whereas, I don't think what they did to BVS <laughs> is, and if you put it back, I don't think it fixes it. Whereas this one, I think you can make a legitimate argument for. Yeah, the studio royally fucked up what was probably a pretty decent to maybe even really good to awesome movie. Yeah, agreed. I was looking at Box Office Mojo. It is already made worldwide $370 million. It's made $190 million in the foreign market. It's going to get hurt. About 180 it's, here. They're not gonna, it's not going to be allowed in China, so that is going to hurt it. But Why you know. is it not going to be allowed in China? Supernatural shit. What's they, the, what's no magic? Ghostbusters no ghost. wasn't allowed either. The Ghostbusters—that's weird. It's like one thing, and it's like I don't understand that. I really don't. I they like giant it's, robots. It's and crazy then, Chinese. This week also. No, no, China. That's China, well, not, not Japan. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're, no, no, yeah. no. The dragons are a mythical creature, but yet you can have that. I'm just a little confused about that. Transformers is huge in China. China loves giant robots. Same okay. thing for it's, well, it's yeah, they like they they like Pokemon. Yeah. China does too, yeah. And there are also and, mythical creatures in that. Uh, and they like Iron Man. There's Pokemon Go is not allowed in China. Scarlet, oh, they no. love Civil War and Scarlet Witches in that, so who knows? I don't know. China, China views Pokemon Go as a potential spy tool, so they do not allow it. <laughs> potential <Wow>. spy tool. <laughs> it is. Oh, yeah, it is. It is a spy. A yeah, mapping well. tool. And if you all that play it, you know, make sure your cameras are off at night. That's all I got to say. <laughs> you don't even need to have your camera on. They're already talking about they could use Pokemon Go if you got, like, somebody and you want to get a picture inside of their drug house. Just uh, show, have a Pokemon oh, yeah. pop up, and when they... Aim their camera at it. You got a picture of the inside of their house. Yeah. Nice. Or if you're looking for a person, maybe you'll see that person in the picture. Shit! I knew I should have let so you pick that picture out. So I should never be playing while naked. You should always be playing on that game. Oh, babe. Let him see. <laughs> let him look. Take a cold hard look, you bastards. That's what I'd say. <laughs> All right, folks. I'm gonna uh, cough up half a lot here. Plug. I've been suppressing. Uh, thanks for my allergies. Uh, yeah. So thank you all for joining us. And, uh, no problem. Um, I do have been parking. And I'll try <laughs> to have this out before Jesus comes sometime. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at 2TrueFreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, Two True Freaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. 
Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and a number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. You're ruining it!